I'm going to Pitt Penn State. I'm not going to be drinking uh, Diet Cokes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah. You could Uber up there. I bet the Uber isn't oh, that's that expensive. Oh, that's not expensive at all, right? I bet you it's could check it out right now. drive. Can I tell the guy not to talk for the entirety of the ride? <laughs> <laughs> you can, but it might not work. Because if I get you somebody that's yapping word. for two and a half hours, that's, you know. I'm going to beat him like bucks a rented mule. <laughs> Why do you beat the rented mule? Well, because you don't know it. it's not yours. It's yeah, not yours. you don't care what happens yeah. to it. That yeah. much I know. You know. Does Mike Lang still use beat him like a rented mule? Yeah. Yeah. No one rents mules anymore, Mike. Thank God we all own mules. Now You're checking that Uber thing, aren't you? This is an interesting idea. I'm going to look at it here in the break. I'm going to go to you commercial break. Come back. Rent a mule. We're going to go. <laughs> Faster! <laughs> Faster! The pregame show starts! Just make sure you beat it with a baby seal. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's three minutes after six at DVE. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Through 11. It's 64 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. President Trump may have been implicated in wrongdoing by his former attorney. Michael Cohen pled guilty in New York yesterday to charges of fraud and tax evasion. Cohen testified in court that a quote-unquote candidate directed him to pay off two women for the purpose of influencing the 2016 election. Court documents indicate the candidate was Trump. Also yesterday, former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort was convicted of eight felony charges, including bank fraud and tax fraud by a jury in Virginia. He faces another trial in September on charges of obstruction of justice, money laundering, and failing to register as a lobbyist. Just because his campaign director his deputy campaign director his national security advisor and uh his personal lawyer who was also the finance chair of the gop for uh this uh election season just because they've all been indicted and pled guilty you know you cannot point the fingers at anybody else okay (laughs) this this is still hillary's fault i mean let's just (laughs) we should lock her up still I'm okay with it. Lock everybody up. The Allegheny County Sheriff's Office is warning residents about a scam with callers saying they're part of the department. Anyone who gets a call asking for personal information by someone alleging to be from the Sheriff's Department should work to confirm the caller's identity. Any uh, victims of the scam are asked to call the department. A new study says the seating in your work office might be affecting your health. Researchers at the University of Arizona found that people who work in a place with open seating are less stressed during the day than those who work in cubicles or private offices. People who work in an environment with an open bench seating are also more likely to engage in physical activity. Treasure hunter Daryl Miklos is exploring the possibility there's a sunken alien spaceship off the Florida coast and inside the Bermuda Triangle. Daryl was tipped off, tipped off by former NASA astronaut Gordon Cooper, who flew space missions back in the 60s, and he claims to have seen flying saucers while serving as an Air Force pilot back in the 50s. Before Gordon died, he supposedly gave Daryl a map to locate this underwater UFO. Have you ever gone to a wedding and thought, oh, this is never going to last? A new survey. A new survey asked people if they've ever gone to a wedding where they were pretty sure the marriage was doomed. Surprisingly, only 40% said yes. They've been to at least one, which maybe they should have asked the follow-up question, were you right? Uh, Yeah, I was. I went to one where I was like, no way. Have you ever held off on the year 
gift, you know, the the no. y- you have a a year to give a wedding gift and then like tried to like see if they would outlast your requirement to get them a gift. Will they beat the year? Do you have to get them a gift before they break up? I had a buddy who did that. He and flat out did not wait. think his friend was going to stay married. He's like, I'm not getting you a gift. <laughs> I don't think you're going to make the year. And he didn't. I think if you don't make it a full year, you should have to return everything you uh, got. It's not a bad policy. It's not, it's not a bad policy at all. Like, is there any incentive for you to stay married? Right. Ronnie Wood has lent his time and artistic talent to a charity helping to save the rhino populations across Africa, which are in critical danger, threatened by global poaching. To celebrate the animal and raise funds for continued conservation, the Tusk Rhino Trail has been unveiled in London. It features rhino sculptures painted by numerous artists, including Woody. Uh, Ronnie, who adopted the African rhino spike, says, My inspiration is that this beautiful prehistoric creature should be around for future generations of our children to see. 21 sculptures are on display through September 22nd, which is World Rhino Day. Sculptures will then go up for auction in aid of Tusk on October 9th at Christie's in London. Finally, Anthony Bourdain paid actress Asia Argento's sexual assault accuser. That is according to Argento, who released a statement yesterday admitting her former and late boyfriend gave actor Jimmy Bennett the $380,000 settlement. Bennett claims Argento sexually assaulted him in a Los Angeles hotel room when he was just 17. She added that the payment was Bourdain's idea in hopes that the allegations would go away. Argento went on to say she was deeply shocked and heard about the New York Times report that detailed the allegation, and she denies it all. Yeah. I, oh, that's a terrible look. It The whole thing is awful. It's, I mean, I don't know even know what to say about any of it. I can't believe Bourdain was involved in paying somebody off in that scenario. And he's not around to defend himself. So. Right. Why drag him through the mud? Right. So her version of what it. happened is the only one that exists. Yeah. How did this surface? Like, did the kids say anything? Uh, like, I don't. I don't remember how it surfaced. I mean, it it just was in the news starting this week. I don't. I don't remember if he went to the press or somebody who knew about it went to the press. Right. We're living uh, through some really strange and ugly times, man. This story just is uh, depressing beyond belief. Windy and cooler with a possible shower today. Low 70s for the high at 63 at DVE. All right. On the way for you a little bit later on this morning, much less depressing fare as we uh, help recognize people raising money. Lisa Zollner and Mara Marek will be in this hour. They're part of Bike Laugh Heal Pittsburgh. Now, Mara is the comedian who's making her way across the country by bike. Am I right about that? Uh, and oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. And it's all for uh, a good cause, and we'll tell you about that coming up. Plus, another charitable cause and a really cool event, the uh, Golden Ticket Promotion. We'll talk to Dennis Guilfoyle, uh, President and CEO of Junior Achievement. This is the uh, the charity uh, organization that gives you an opportunity to win a ticket, basically like season tickets like for everything. You know, like concert oh, yeah. tickets for everything. You know, right. it's the golden ticket. It's the, it's as uh, as Wonka as you can get in Pittsburgh. And also, our friend Mark Madden is he back in town? Wasn't he out in Los An- or Las Vegas? We confirmed he's back. All right, good. Well, so we'll have double M on for you. Mike Pursuta also at the bottom of the hour with a sports update for you. The Buckos, bleh, 
Man. Cannot get the bats going. And uh, also, Eli Rogers suspended for one game for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. Your favorite player. I, I bet you he wasn't eating stick'em. <laughs> he's, have, he's, I thought he was going to be injured or on the pup maybe list until midseason anyways. Right, maybe not even on the roster. All right, well, Mike will fill us in on that coming up. 7.30 this morning on DVO. We were driving up 6th Avenue the other day, and there's this big Victoria's Secret model billboard. And Victoria's Secret models are, I mean, they make Calvin Klein models look like meth addicts. That's right. how hot. <laughs> I sort of, my wife said, we're looking at it, my wife said, I would never want to look like one of them. I go, well, there's a wish you don't have to waste. <laughs> uh, they don't eat nachos at two in the morning, okay? you buffet mess. Uh, okay. You don't have to waste that wish. Hold, uh, keep that in the, uh, in the quiver. Your wife's very beautiful, though. I mean, I don't see it. <laughs> She's, no. She's attractive. What? What? I always felt like I always wondered if that pissed you off because I hear I hear like on Mark Maron's podcast and like other comics th- like always comment on how beautiful your wife is. Yeah, but they don't wake. They don't. Every <laughs> night she gives me a lecture on how to be a better person. They don't have her sitting at the end of the bed telling you what you did wrong all day. Okay. I'm. I'm. Sh- look. I'm not. I can't change. How much older are you than Bonnie? Is there uh, a huge couple age? weeks? That's it. <laughs> no, I'm a lot older. Are you? Uh, no. Well, uh, her birthday's coming up. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this month. That was fortuitous. Then I'm glad oh. that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm older. I mean, look, when I met her, well, I was because Val has is, is has an age difference. She's uh, older than her husband, and I'm just I'm always curious about the age differentials playing into the dynamic of the relationship. And I wasn't sure if there was a big one or not. I mean, you look like you're about this same age, but possibly a little older. Well, let's see. I how can I keep this clean? Uh, <laughs> if when I met her, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I guess like. 12 years older, maybe. All right. Well, oh, that's the age difference between me and my husband. Yeah. Wait, you're 12 years older than him? Uh-huh. Were you a school teacher? <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Rich Voss there mm-hmm. talking about his wife, Bonnie McFarland, who uh, are both accomplished comics, of course. Uh, I love when Voss is in town. I hope it will come back again this fall. I want to download the uh, the podcast or the uh, the roast that they did for him. Yeah, they did. I've a, heard great reviews about it. That and it's uncensored. No network got its hands on it, so it's supposedly very R-rated, uh, to put it mildly. I expect nothing less. Well, uh, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll get you ready for the Fleetwood Mac show, real quick here, and then we'll get the information on that roast because you may want to go check it out. Rich Foss and the Comedy Cellar crew with his wife Bonnie McFarland. Here's Fleetwood Mac DVE. Goldust Woman, Fleetwood Mac, and they'll be in town in October. Or- November, and then Lindsey Buckingham is going to beat him here. Now, I wonder if that is his ta- his tactic in all of these towns, is to go in a couple of weeks before Fleetwood Mac comes into town and try and suck up some of the ticket money. <laughs> Undercutter's Pizza. He shows <laughs> yeah. up just before the delivery guy. <laughs> Undercutter's Pizza. Wait, what was that from? That was from uh, the Tom Green Show. That's... He would show up basically at the same time as a delivery guy. With a pizza, and then he had like a tackle box of toppings. He's like, "What'd you order? Did you oh, a pepperoni? I could do it for less. Hold on." <laughs> and the guy chased him down a driveway with a hammer. 
Undercutter's Pizza. <laughs> That's Lindsey Buckingham, no doubt about it. Oh, you want Fluid Mac? I can do it cheaper. I can do it way cheaper. You can do it way cheaper. Because he's doing a much smaller theater, right? Isn't he uh, yeah. doing the Palace? He's doing a Homestead, Carnegie oh, Homestead. Oh, that's right. Isn't he? Yeah. Okay, I, I mean, thought that's he was 11, out in Greensburg. I think that's 1,100 seats versus 16,000. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Lindsay, Lindsay's awesome. I, I would consider going to both of those shows if you're a fan. All right, the roast we were talking about before that Rich Voss uh, is, uh, well, served the subject up. Subject of. Yes, uh, VossRoast.com you can go to and check that out. And Highly recommend it. Just listening to that made me want to get him back into town. Too. He's mm-hmm. so funny. Well, all of like a lot of the DV Comedy Fest alumni are on it. Jim Norton, mm-hmm. Robert Kelly, yep. Colin Quinn. Oh yeah, you uh, know. And then Joe DeRosa is on it. Uh, Big J Okerson. Big J is another guy who I feel like would do very well in Pittsburgh, and we haven't had the, yep. the only time he was here. We were out of town or something like that. Oh yeah, that's right. So hopefully he'll come back as well. All right, Mike has a full sports report for you when we come back from this commercial break. Buckos just cannot get the bats going. And uh, Eli Rogers suspended for substance, uh, well, not abuse, but I don't know, whatever. The substance abuse policy. Yeah. 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 I guess. Definitely wasn't performance enhancing. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. He violated the NFL substance abuse policy, so he'll be up for a game. And uh Steelers looking for a Saturday matchup here. Looking forward to a Saturday matchup with the Titans. That's a 4 o'clock kickoff and all the action. Pre-game starts at noon right here on your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers DVE. DVE Sports. Mike, proceeded with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's going on? Sports this hour brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. At least it wasn't one to nothing last night. Pirates lose to the Braves 6-1. to one. Looked That's like- true. Like another one of those games, scoreless through four innings, and then Ivan Nova surrendered a two-run homer in the fifth. That was all Atlanta managed off of Nova through six innings, but Michael Felice fell apart in the seventh. Gregory Polanco's 20th home run of the season winds up being the Pirates' only run that uh, achieved in the bottom of the ninth to avert the shutout. Pirates have forgotten how to score runs all of a sudden. Yeah, and you can't lean on the back end like that. Eventually, they're going to they're gonna fold. They're going to stress. Yeah, it's one of those weird stretches uh, offensively. And uh, it happens. As uh, further proof, I'll give you the Chicago Cubs who got beat by Detroit 2-1 to one last night. And the Cubs scored one run and only one run for the fifth consecutive game on a solo home run. They've got an outstanding lineup even without Chris Bryant. And they can't score right now either. Just figure out baseball and then tell me. It's just a... Uh, can't figure it out. I watched the Red Sox Indians game last night. Red Sox just had their twenty seventh consecutive sellout. It could be like that here. If they put a winning team together, I mean that part of that is a function of it being a huge town, but I was just thinking about that. Like, imagine if every one of those Buckos games was the event that it is in those towns where they're perennial winners. Did you say just their twenty seventh? Yeah, they must have had a glitch there, but Something must have happened. Well, I thought you couldn't get any of their tickets ever. Uh, There's a couple like Tuesday night or cold game, you know, scenarios that happen early in the year usually, but that are, you know, you can't get them for the first month and a half and then, you know, they're they're around. Well, there was an announced crowd of uh, 13,000 on hand last night, 13,280, and uh, I was there. That's an announced crowd. Well, I, on te- on television, it didn't look yeah. like there were that many people there. My group had a row. 
<laughs> oh, that's nice. And we were sitting behind the Pirates dugout. <laughs> also nice. Yeah. It was just plenty of room to stretch out. <laughs> no, get the uh, No lines at the restroom. Pass the hat game going there? Nah. It's a it fun one. wasn't that kind of group. Uh. <laughs> Family. But because of the 45-minute rain delay, we got the drink more at the bar game going before the game. It was that kind of group. That worked out well. That's a nice group. Thanks to the citizen who had his uh, cell phone out. We were getting ready to leave the bar. And he said, you know, it's going to rain for about 20 minutes in five minutes. Took him at his word. He was right. Precision. Technology. Gotta yes. love it. Unbelievable. 63 and 64, nine and a half out uh, in the division, six and a half out in the wild card. Going, going, gone. But as uh, we've been talking about this week, play the rest of them like they're important anyway and uh, see what that feels like and uh, see if you can't springboard into next year. Steelers uh, getting ready for Tennessee on Saturday. Eli Rogers, who was on the pup list, doesn't have to worry about the opener against Cleveland on September the 9th. In the unlikely event, he would have been able to get healthy enough to get off the pup list before then. He was uh, suspended one game. I didn't know the NFL had one-game suspensions. Either did I. But he's been suspended one game for uh, violation of the NFL policy and program for substances of abuse. GM Kevin Colbert in a statement said he is disappointed. Actually, said That's... the Steelers are disappointed. Quote, we are disappointed that Eli Rogers has been suspended. You know, Kevin, they have a, a file, and it just says uh, disappointment statement. And then the copy says, we are disappointed that, and there's a blank line, and then they just print it out yeah. and fill it in. It's easier that way. Yeah. Takes so, less time. So this means it wasn't performance enhancing, so it was recre- recreational. I would assume. If it was performance enhancing, I'd, I'd sue the manufacturer. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you something about Eli Rogers. He's a guy that has been, since his days at Louisville, he's been doing it wrong. He's just been getting in his own way. And he, he's not... Jerry Rice, but he's a pretty good slot receiver. Mm-hmm. He's and shown some flashes for he sure. He could be doing more in this league if he would just get his act together a little bit, but he seemingly never will. Uh, you know, undrafted out of Louisville. When you say get his act together, I mean, I've not known him to have any off-the-field issues prior to this. I thought it was just a, a function of him not being able to get it done on the practice field or in the game. Well, it depends what you consider an off-the-field issue. Like I, I asked some scouts why this guy wasn't drafted. Because he clearly, he's an NFL receiver. He went to a big Pretty school. good slot receiver. Went to Louisville. Played with Devontae Parker. That's Todd Haley went down there to scout Devontae Parker and fell in love with Eli Rogers. Uh, you know, showing up on time at meetings and, and not okay. being a kind. In college, I'm talking a- about things that, the only thing Eli Rogers has ever told me about his college days was he did some, quote, knucklehead things, unquote. You know, it's not conduct unbecoming, but it's not stuff that endears you to people who are going to be your boss so he has still had trouble learning to be a pro yeah <clears throat> pardon me and this is just you know you're on the pup list you got a good chance to make this team if you're healthy mm-hmm. and contribute and now you're suspended for whatever reason it's just not the way to do it it's not at least it's guaranteed it's not you know it's not your destiny you got to earn these spots and and do what's required to keep them and he doesn't seem to get that but uh i think that's his problem they got a lot of people at receiver right now uh, it was a little thin yesterday, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger didn't mind that and won't mind that as long as it's never thin up front. 
You didn't have AB today. Right. Didn't have Juju. Right. So you're throwing to... Hey, Bay, Justin, uh, Trey Griffey. I like what Trey's doing. I want him in there. I want him to get some more reps with me. Um, you know, and, and I like some of the stuff that those guys are doing. And um, the 13 was in there. So we've had some guys in there. I mean, uh, you know, they, they all have to be ready to go. What would that be like in Cleveland? Well, I mean, it would, it would be tough. But as long as I got the five guys in front of me, that's the most important guys that are on the field. Yeah, I've probably shouldn't have been laughing there, but imagine throwing to Darius Hayward Bay, Justin Hunter, 13th James Washington. I, I noticed that he didn't say Washington. Said 13. Yeah, th- that all of that, I think, bodes well for James Washington. The way they've handled it only tells me they secretly, not secretly, but they are quietly counting on this guy. Oh, they are, but they, they need him to get a little better. He, he had another uh, rookie boo-boo yesterday. Ben's going to break that down for us next hour. Uh, but you also heard him mention Trey Griffey, who... Ken Griffey Jr.'s son. Son, uh, Ken Griffey Sr.'s grandson. Uh, he's a first-year guy, bounced around Colts in Miami last year, trying you know practice squads, never made it onto a roster. But uh, you heard Ben Roethlisberger say, I want him in there. He is uh, making himself a part of this conversation at wide receiver. He's doing that by keeping his mouth shut and trying to learn what he can from the vets. Just trying to get better every day. That's the biggest thing. I mean, just learning from the vets, you know, learning from, you know, you have Justin Hunter, you have Haber Bay, you have AB. I mean, you have a ton of vets as far as, you know, just on the offensive side. I mean, you got, you got Ben at quarterback. I mean, you just, you know, you, you don't see a quarterback, you know, just do the things that he does. And it's, you know, just to, you know, pick his brain, just, you know, see what he wants for stuff and, you know, just learn it from him just as far as when he tells a receiver to do something, he's telling all the receivers because you could be at that position at any time. So, you know, just learn it from him, you know, as far as with A.B. with his releases, how quick he is, hands, how physical he plays, just everything about him, you know, as his, you know, as his, uh, the, the top receiver. I mean, you look at it, I mean, just the way that he plays, you know, he, he's, he's definitely made a case for top receiver in, in the NFL. Trey Griffey, 6'3", 192 pounds, uh, played collegiately at Arizona. If you didn't catch our pregame show at Green Bay last Thursday, Bob Labriola does the weekly one-on-one interview with Mike Tomlin, and one of the subjects they broached was the home run derby they have at Latrobe every year at the end of training camp. Kevin Colbert was steady pitcher this year, and they try to hit the ball out of the yard and, and you know see who's the best baseball player. Trey Griffey did not win that. And Mike Tomlin he said... He shamed his family name. Mike Tomlin told Labs that Trey Griffey picked the right sport <laughs> after watching him not win home run derby. Ken Griffey was a good football player in high school, too. Yeah. He could have gone college football if he wanted. That's a little pressure when your grandfather and your father are Hall of Fame caliber baseball players. Maybe I'd play a different sport, too. I would. I definitely would. 100%. Are you kidding me? It's like Paul McCartney's kid playing the guitar. <laughs> Look, I know you're yeah. good. You're pretty. I mean, you're pretty good. Everybody's compared you with the greatest. Well, dude, LeBron's son plays basketball. Except he's real good. He is. But still, you, those are the, some king-sized shoes to fill. Mark Howe was a really good hockey player, but he was smart enough to be a defenseman. Uh-huh. Not a forward. Mike, proceeded with your sports. Val's got news coming up top of the hour. What do you got, Valerie? Well, if you've always wanted to be in a porno, I'll tell you how you can do that. Now's your chance. Yes. Windy and cooler, shower possible, low 70s for the high today at 62 at DVE. 
Comedian Mara Merrick is biking across America to raise awareness for domestic abuse victims, and she is in Pittsburgh. She's biked her way here for our show tonight. She'll join us next, DV. It's Randy Bauman in the DV Morning Show, and joining us right now, Mara Merrick, who is on a cross-country tour, literally on a bike, uh, along with Lisa Zollner. And uh, Lisa is a Pittsburgher while she lives in Pittsburgh and is helping Mara produce tonight's comedy show, um, and it, is it uh, the Bike Laugh Heal Tour? Is that that the is name? correct, yes. Okay, first of all, welcome to the show, guys. Thank yeah, you for having us. So, okay, you are biking across the country. How many shows are you doing? 60 shows. 60 That's shows. Good, yes. And this is all wow. to raise awareness for domestic uh, violence, correct? Correct, yes. And, how, and all the money goes to women's shelters. Okay, so a super noble cause. And we'll get Thanks. to that in a second, but I want to talk about the logistics of what you're doing. <laughs> okay. For, all right, so how many shows have you done? Uh, five. Coming from New York, so you've done five cities. So, what's your average bike total About 52, per day? Fifty-two, right around fifty-two. Okay, <clears throat> that's a that's a considerable day. It it is a it is a tough day. Some day, like one day, I only did thirty-five, but it was mostly because it was all mountains, and I was like, all right, that's that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, do you do comedy the same night as you bike? I do. Yeah. I busted oh. my butt to get here on time uh, to, so I could have like a couple rest days. Did you get sponsorship from any bike companies or anything like that? Because I have to imagine you go through a lot of parts. and. Yeah, I well, play tricycles out of Texas. Uh, they gave mm-hmm. they gave me a bike um, and the components and stuff. So What kind of bike is it? It's Norbea. Okay. It's sick. It's yeah. really, yeah. I went and got new tires yesterday right here locally. Oh, cool. Which, <laughs> yeah. Where'd you go? Do you know? Uh, Pro Bike and Run. Okay, cool. Yep. So now right. you have a support truck that follows you. Yes. Sarah Roberts driving the truck. Yes. My own personal truck. But the Hazleton Toyota gave me a few payments on oh. it. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, really it was really cool. nice. That's, yeah. that's very nice. All yeah. right. So how was this tour born? What was the idea behind it? I mean, obviously you suffered uh, and and you uh, thought, okay. No, I've had a perfect life. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have a podcast called Happy Never After. I've been divorced uh, three times already and uh, have seven broken engagements. So. You are, so, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> You're way too young to have that. So you were engaged 10 times? I was No, I've been engaged uh, seven times total. I have a tattoo. Seven. I show this to all possible suitors. I'm like, this is... Are you sure you want to be another wedding dove? <laughs> oh my lord! Why are some of them colored and some? Because those not? are my confirmed kills. Those oh. are my divorces. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So they get colored in if it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's, like a, it's like a criminal tat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are the ones that got away. These are the ones I murdered in jail. Um, all right, so seven times. You're way too young to have been engaged that many no, times. No, it happens real fast. You know. <laughs> Turn and burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you have this podcast, and now Lisa, you were living in Los Angeles, uh, and did uh, you guessed it on her podcast? You also uh, were a uh, a victim of having been abused, domestic uh, abuse uh, victim, yes. and went on and it, like took off the podcast you were on. Is that do I understand that correctly? We we started getting a lot of writers, and yes, about. Uh, People that they were like, thank you so much for shedding some light on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally can relate. And then I was like, well, we should really do something. And then here we are. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, look, the, uh, this is a great cause, and it's something thank that, you. like, I think people are like slowly starting to realize is a little more common than they'd ever want to admit. Yes. 
Uh, and so it's kind of a weird juxtaposition to have comedy as you know the the light that you shine on. I know. Well, if you listen to Lisa's episode, it was very funny, and yeah. she she talked about her whole situation. So, uh, I mean, our comedy our comedy shows are not about this because no, it would be clearly. a little rough. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, we we try to make every you have to. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Lie home in misery? Right. No, you gotta laugh about it. <laughs> so the show you're doing tonight is at um oh geez wait i'm sorry where's the show cake in the strip district cake in the strip okay so here's the deal you got aaron clyver shannon norman chrissy costa ian insect and osha dwyer i mean that's That's a a good that's a great line great list of local comics or pittsburgh comics anyways and uh you're going to be performing as well what time does the show start 7 30 yes doors open at 6 30 okay very cool um what time are you going on? Uh, last, I you're believe. You're going on last? How long of a set are you doing? I think 25 minutes. And then you're getting up tomorrow morning and biking? To Columbus. Wow, Holy that's a long cow, man. <laughs> that yeah. is so long. Haven't you had any muscle fatigue? Or are there like cramps? Are you like... Um, No. I think uh, living in New York, you have kind of have to hustle. So I had like two full-time jobs, my radio show, like everything. and then uh, and And then I had to train. Now I just get to bike, so... Um, like yesterday, I went to the gym. So Come it was on. great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do the bike at the gym. No, you I don't. You go I to like spin classes. That's too much. Oh, I teach spin in New York. You but do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so how, like, what, are you doing like special nutrition? Oh, yeah. I actually brought you some of my bars. You have your own bars? Well, yeah. The boyfriend makes me bars. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a, sh- he's a chef. Oh, are you guys cool. engaged? Yeah, nice. Hopefully soon. Oh, <laughs> I do want to break job. up with him. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I look forward to uh, checking out the bars because awesome. I'm all about the bars. And uh, tonight you'll be at Cake. And once again, uh, tickets for the show, eventbrite.com. Uh, it's uh, got a couple slashes in there. So the Bike Laugh Heel Pittsburgh uh, show tonight, we will link that at dv.com, right, Joe? Okay, good. So you guys will be good. And Lisa, you uh, you're managing Vincent's Pizza Park now. I am. That's your family's. It's my grandfather, Vince. He's like oh the legendary God. Vincent. The Vincent. Oh man, I'm Vinny the Pies. Granddaughter. <laughs> How do you not eat it all? I do. The time, so you just go for it. <laughs> I do. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yes. I mean, oh, so growing up with it, did you just? Well, always- no, I grew up in California. Oh, so you yeah. came back. When he oh. died and my mom inherited the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, man. So you're helping out your mom and eating pizza all the time. I know. <laughs> Welcome to Pittsburgh. A little I different know. than L.A. A lot different. Yeah. We actually were in the same triathlon club in Los Angeles. That's how we met. Which is yeah. how we met. Okay. So you were running triathlons out there and now you're now like... I'm eating pizza. Oh, think of how you'd be gluten shamed out there. Welcome to, people always tell me, oh, you should take it to L.A. I'm like, are you kidding me? They would never eat this in Los Angeles. No. Never. No. They're all gluten-free, vegan. Is there any yeah. good pizza in L.A.? I swear to God, I've been out there a million times. And Is there I just, food there? Yeah, I <laughs> no. think so. There's a shortage. Yeah, I, think I mean, there. if you're vegan, yeah, I guess there's a lot of those kind of restaurants. So that's the one good thing about being back in the in the burg here, anyways. Real food. Yeah, it is there, yes. Mm-hmm. And pierogies. We don't have pierogies really no. there so much. <laughs> Pizza and pierogi. The pierogi fad never took off in L.A.? No, it did. There's like a whole row in the grocery store here. You go down, it's like pierogi. You would never see. It's hard to find them. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. Have you eaten anything uh, absolutely hilariously Pittsburgh since you've been here? 
Uh, I gosh, I'm so boring because I try Just to stick to my and, di- yeah. my diet. Yeah, you I try have to. to. Uh, yeah, and I'm vegetarian too, which is really tough here. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, can you just take off all the fun stuff and then I'll <laughs> eat the. Just I'll eat my napkin. I'm good. <laughs> There's some good vegetarian places though. Go to Bitter Ends in Bloomfield, oh, cool. Apteca in uh, on Penn Avenue. Okay. There's some good. There's a few good places. The grass grew pretty long out here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just want to graze right now. <laughs> go out there and just do some grazing. Um, Mara Merrick, did I say that correctly? Yes, thank you. Tonight at Cake in the Strip District, along with Aaron Kleimer, Shannon Norman, Chrissy Costa, Ian Insect, and Osha Dwyer, will have the ticket uh, for the Bike Laugh Heel Show. Uh, we'll have the link for those tickets available for you at dve.com and go check out comedy tonight for a great cause. Great to meet you and continued success on your uh, biking across the country. It might be easier if everyone just goes to bikelaughheel.org. That's easier. And if they can't make it, they can always donate. You can buy tickets at the door. Yes. Okay, good deal. Bikelaughheel.org, way easier. Yes. (laughs) All right, do that. Great to meet you guys. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you so much. A new pizza restaurant in Mountain View, California, is pushing the limits of robotics and artificial intelligence by having machines replace humans in the kitchen. The technology is so advanced, it also keeps track of what customers order and predicts the pizza they might want before it's even ordered. Oh, don't. Yeah, but I I always feel like places can predict what I want. I order from like five places and they all know what I want. And then I order enough for like three people, and it's only me. <laughs> Do you and the guy, them out? I, oh yeah, all the time. Honey, the food's here. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Why? Why do you do that? I don't think I'm so lonely. <laughs> and why is this single I'm guy eating my feelings? Food? Yeah, no, this guy, he's got a fulfilled life. Honey, tell the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you should just panic like in front of them. Kids, come on out. Get kids. Kids. kids! <laughs> Where are the kids? <laughs> And then just grab them by the lapels. You've got to help me find my kids. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. My, my, the same guy delivered to me the other night, and my girlfriend was on the couch, and I wanted to invite him in. Look. Hey, Rick. I just wanted to show you that that wasn't BS. Do you want to sit down? It's like, no, I don't. Chardonnay? Take your use <laughs> and give me a tip. <laughs> Your huge. What do you have? The huge. I'll have my huge. Val's got the huge for you right now. What's up? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. For 11. It's 62 degrees at DVEM Val Porter. Bishop David Zubik could decide soon on whether to remove the name of Cardinal Donald Wuerl from North Catholic High School. A diocese official telling Channel 11 they're waiting on a recommendation from the school's board of governors, uh, board of directors rather. Wuerl's name appeared in the grand jury report into the sexual abuse of children and cover-up in Catholic dioceses across Pennsylvania. Facebook is removing hundreds of pages linked to Iranian and Russian political influence campaigns. The company said it took down over 650 accounts linked to Iranian state media targeting people on four continents. The accounts were spreading political content without disclosing their ties to Iran. Facebook says it also pulled some accounts that were linked to Russian military intelligence services trying to spread content about Syria and Ukraine. Olive Garden's Pasta Pass is back. This is a very, very popular thing. It's the third (laughs) year they've done it. 
If you don't know what it is, you pay 100 bucks for the pass, and that lets you eat at Olive Garden as much as you want for eight weeks. But this year, they're adding a new pass, one that lasts for a whole year. It's 300 bucks. You can eat as much Olive Garden as you want or as much as you can uh, from September 24th of this year to September 22nd of next year. Both passes get you unlimited pasta, breadsticks, soup, and salad. The catch is there are only 23,000 eight-week passes and 1,000 one-year passes. So they And the last out. two years, they have sold out pretty much immediately. Oh, yeah. That sale kicks off at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at pastapass.com. I just couldn't eat pasta that much. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love pasta. You probably wouldn't even have to eat that much to get you. Probably If you went there twice a week, you'd probably get your money back. Oh my god! That was that, that was the thing in Pittsburgh. Like everybody had a summer pass to Sandcastle. Everybody had whatever, like the whole year pass or a week pass. That's the way you save money. Uh, yeah, they should do like one of those like Morgan Spurlock things though, and just find out what how people like what their uh, what happens body mass internally is at the beginning and the end of this promotion. Do people use it like their get-go points? Like, do they eat the pasta and then their dad pulls up and then he eats the spaghetti? And <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll take it over from here. I guess you probably can't get it to go. Do you have to get your picture taken? I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> yeah, you have to have an ID. You have to have a fingerprint. I don't know. Long-form birth certificate. Like, this isn't even a fingerprint. That's actually just a breadstick. <laughs> and another food news, <laughs> the animal crackers have been freed. The boxes of animal crackers, you know, that you had to, with a kid with the animals were in cages. Yeah. PETA got Nabisco to change the boxes, <laughs> so now the animals will run free in a field. Until they're the eaten. <laughs> By mean, other animals. <laughs> the, yeah, the fact that they're having hey, problem with that. Animal crackers, I, I hate to, to be the spoiler here, but... Uh, those those all get eaten. I think what they should do is uh, they should depict uh, what happened when that guy in Zanesville lost all of his animals, and that should just be the front of the animal cracker box. Where like you know, there's like highway signs on it, like "Beware of wild animals" and <laughs> just a pile of dead animals. Yeah, just a strewn about a uh, driveway. A herpy laden monkey on the back trying to give himself <laughs> shots of Valtrax. Well, it's like that one commercial. Remember for the, all the wiener dogs dressed up like. Uh, little hot dogs, and then there oh, yeah. was it was a ketchup commercial. But mm-hmm. you you pointed out uh, very astutely that all those dogs were about to be eaten. Yes, <laughs> is that is that the commercial we're running here? Yeah, we're gonna put ketchup on these dogs and eat them. I mean, the problem wasn't that they were in cages, <laughs> but that no. they were getting eaten. Right, imagery. I don't know. I haven't had an animal cracker since I was a kid. <laughs> Me either. But I could. I know exactly what they taste the, like. Yeah, and it had the string on the box. They were always mildly mm. disappointing. 100%. Unless you could get, like, iced animals. Yes. That do, was a game changer. Do you remember those? those? With those little yeah. granules? Yes. Or I don't know what the hell they you had even like called those. They had, like, a white icing on the top of them, which is just like, a, you know, sugar. It was like whatever's on the... Like a glaze. Yeah, whatever's on a pop tart. Like powdered powdered sugar, something like that. And then like sprinkle crystals. I don't even know what the hell they're they're called, but they were on top of them. Are you talking about something you got to rave or as a kid? Yes. Well, (laughs) both. I was raving as a kid. (laughs) Animal cookies. 
So yeah, ice. So there were iced animal cookies, which are different than animal crackers. Yeah. All right. Uh, have you always wanted to make a sex tape or be a porn star? No. Well, now's your chance. The okay. porn company Naughty America is starting a new service where they will digitally insert you into a porno. Oh, uh, if you get digitally inserted <laughs> in a porno. <laughs> they, tell you what, they pay How many lot. fingers are that? <laughs> what? They take a bunch of pictures of you and then use artificial intelligence to blend you with the porn star that you're replacing. Uh, these types of videos are called deep fakes, and they are quite controversial. Oh, yeah. Right now, they are almost seamless enough to look totally real. Uh, things could get more nefarious with them, though. Fake videos could be made of just about anybody doing anything. Um, so we got to be careful. There's no word on how much they are charging. But if you're interested, you could email deepfakes at naughtyamerica.com. This is a bad idea. This is, I mean... Have well, you yeah, seen you some of the videos they've made, like not porno? No. Uh. Uh-uh. They can make. They can put your face on anything. Yeah. Anything. That's, yeah, we are technology. on the dawn of the worst fake news ever because people are just going to start believing videos, right? And this will be used for political purposes going forward. Or what about criminal? You know. Sure. Like I didn't do it. That's a deep fake. Right. Should be like, wait a minute. I didn't realize how much. Bill Crawford looked like Lexington Steel. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was pretty tan. And finally, a photographer <laughs> is suing Leonard Skinner over the rights to his to use his image of Jerry Lee Lewis without permission. Permission. Larry Philpot filed a complaint yesterday in California federal court, claiming the group used his photo without permission during their farewell tour. Photographer says the band used the image in the first twenty-two shows of the tour, so you won't see it on Saturday. Bill Pott is suing for copyright infringement and violations of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Windy, cooler today. Shower possible. Temperatures only in the low 70s. It's 62 at DVE. So uh, the documentary we talked about yesterday that was on Showtime and uh, is airing now, preceding Skinner's last ever Pittsburgh performance this coming weekend. So they say. Well, it's the last one anybody's going to really care about because Rosington's not going back out anymore. So he's the last original member. I really don't see this going very much further, but yeah, to your point, who knows for sure. Um, there was a great article in the Post-Gazette yesterday. Scott Mervis talked about Skinner's history here in Pittsburgh, which also includes Ed King quitting the band after a Syria Mosque show when he finally quit the band when Ronnie pushed him a little bit too far because he was always like the outcast. He was kind of the nerd, not really... He was the only non-Southern guy. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't really into all of that kind of the Southern lifestyle. And in the documentary, he talks about the fact that his first job as a member of Skinner was he had to stay up all night with a shotgun outside of their practice space to protect all their gear. And he had already <laughs> been in the band Strawberry Alarm Clock. He had toured as a member of the Beach Boys, apparently, or or with the Beach Boys and Strawberry Alarm Clock. So he'd been a part of, like, you know, the music industry. And he comes down to the swamp, and they're like, you're on duty tonight. Here's your gun. And he's sitting outside with a shotgun, you know, because they had some of their gear ripped off. Um, it, it, They talk about the complicated history with the Confederate flag. In the documentary. Yeah. I did an interview with Ricky Medlock a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember that. I think so, yeah. Now, he's in Blackfoot, and then, you know, at one point he auditioned to be the drummer for Skinnerd, and then, you know, 15, 20 years later ended up becoming one of the uh, guitarists in that wire choir they got there. 
And uh, he kind of acknowledged at the time that this is not your father's Leonard Skinner. Johnny and Ronnie were different. Even though Johnny was upholding the legacy of his brother, they kind of had different goals at that point. Because Mm -hmm. one was Ronnie, which was actually creating what Leonard Skinner was before all before he was 30 years old Mm -hmm. and then there was johnny who just wanted to keep that alive and he would do it basically by any means necessary sounds nefarious but he was just mostly concerned with bringing the music to the fans uh they had some original albums uh or songs and nine full albums Mm -hmm. as the second incarnation of leonard skinner that being said i don't really think that anything they do going forward will or after ronnie was impactful enough to draw the crowds that they're going to be seeing on this tour yeah. i've heard nothing but rave reviews about the skinner tour. really yeah and they have a uh, you know the, there's a little bit of a complicated legacy there but uh it does not affect the fans one way or another uh and it's close to sold out i think at, saturday at, at post key, key bank pavilion yeah do they or still rock the confederate flag so, like as a as a band, do they still unfurl it? Gary Rosington says in the documentary that they were naive, and back then they just that it didn't mean back then uh, to them what everybody has been made aware of what it really represents now. And he says, you know what, it, we were stupid. And didn't I mean I've only seen the trailer so far, but didn't they say basically the record label that was the re- label's idea? Uh, yes, the label very much wanted that to be, you know, they signed to the Sounds of the South record label, which was Al Cooper's. So he really wanted to push that narrative. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was kind of a hot thing. Southern rock was really taking off. I mean, the Here all- at Super Racist Records, <laughs> we have an idea of what we'd like to see. Um, but, you know, they didn't stand for that at all. You know, that's yeah. that's what they're saying. Like, hey, man, it was just that was a symbol of of uh, Southern culture back in the day. And we were too stupid to realize the effect it had on other people. We know better now. I mean, that's what the band says. So apparently there is one draped over the piano now. Someone said, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know that the music will be great. But throughout the years, we've heard it hurt certain people's feelings, especially uh, African-American people. And there's a lot of our fans are show up like that we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but we're still so proud to be southern and to fly the dixie flag that's fine and we didn't mean anything by saying that we didn't fly it because of southern reasons it was for other reasons but we still do now we we show it here and there and i don't know that was from 2015 gary rosington talking in an interview so uh not sure if that's changed or not it's not stopping that place from selling out this weekend. Oh, it's or at least packed. getting damn near. That was a legendary show back in the day, going out there, making a pilgrimage out to Star Lake to see them. I wore that tape out. One more from the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, Double yeah. Album in the Atlanta. live album era. High school. Every one of my boys had that tape. Yeah. That's all we listened to. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say all, but we listened to it a lot. That was when, yeah, the live albums were uh, were a big thing, and they they hit pretty big with that one. It was great. Play pre, play pretty for Atlanta. Is it the Fox Theater? Is that where they yeah. did that? One? Yeah. Bring all my mules out here and kick them one time, and then beat a baby seal. Well, you know, we yesterday- don't do that anymore because we heard it hurt some seals' feelings. And uh, are the Buckos gonna be able to? Effort. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
doesn't seem like it's going to go so well. No. For them going forward. No. But I think they're set up for next year. That, again, could not get the bats going. Your earlier point, though, Mike, you know, the Cubs, pretty good ball club, and they can't get their bats going. Yeah, it's a streaky game. Five straight games for them with only one run. You know, I might be trying to look at the glass half full, but I'm seeing a little something happening with the Pirates here, even though they're back to a game under 500. There's some players there. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm with you. And I think just make moves, get a little little more offense, or at least get the bats they have and going. And this, this is what we were kicking around last night. Some of their most expensive players, Cervelli, Jay Hay, Sean Rodriguez, Nova. Those guys probably aren't going to be here next year. What do you do with that money? Pocket it. I keep it. Well, I mean, if, if, you, if you put it back into better... Which, theoretically, you can. You could still have a low payroll, but a better team. Or you With, can fix chair three. You could do that. Seven Springs. <laughs> Mike's got your full sports report. When we come back, D- DVE Sports. Prasuda's got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports is out brought to you by Citizens Bank. Let's lead with the Steelers this hour, specifically James Washington, because this story continues to unfold. The second-round receiver from Oklahoma State, the guy that the Steelers envisioned as the replacement for Martavis Bryant, a guy who can really contribute as a rookie. And it's trending that way. Not uh, at warp speed necessarily, but uh, he is headed in that direction. Uh, you might recall Sunday night they practiced at Heinz Field, and we heard Washington say that uh, the reps he got with Ben Roethlisberger that night were, quote, the most I've worked with him since I've been on this team. Now, a little bit of an asterisk attached. Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster haven't been practicing a lot, but it's still... A promotion of sorts for Washington. He's he's getting time with the big boys, and uh, that time he got Sunday night also included what Washington acknowledged as a quote rookie move on me. That was when he ran into the end zone and Roethlisberger threw the ball, and by the time Washington turned around to look for it, it was already past him. Right. You're in the big leagues now, son. That things happen a little faster. Keep your head on a swivel. Get get there and and get ready to catch the ball because he's gonna throw it to you um it it was a glaring mistake and i asked roethlisberger yesterday how washington can prevent stuff such as that from continuing to happen making the mistake and and getting it corrected and um um, whether that's in you know on the field right there from me from the coach um in film study afterwards um you know guys are going to make mistakes and uh, i think the key though is is he going to continue to make the same mistake um, if he doesn't, then we know he learned. If he keeps making the same mistake, then, then we start to have issues. We saw him get with you guys a little bit that night. He said that was the most he had run with you, mm-hmm. individuals and team stuff. Is he kind of turning the corner a little bit? He is. He's right. He's gotten more reps in there. We've seen him in there. I've asked for him a couple of times to be in, um, in part sometimes to give guys a break. But that also is an opportunity, right? He shouldn't look at that as a, oh, I'm just a fill-in. He should look at it as a, all right, this is my chance. And I think he's done that. You know, th- there have been moments though, like that 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 particular play on Sunday. Uh, there was a play today where he made a rookie mistake again, and I told him to get out. I don't want him back in for right now. Those are part of the learning curve, and it's it's nothing against him personally. It's just mistakes that uh, today's was one that that I really feel like he shouldn't have made. I don't think he'll make it again because we had a good talk about it after. Yeah, another glaring mistake. Roethlisberger throws him out of the, the huddle. Get out of here. Get it figured out. Yesterday, 
Nothing uh, personal. I don't want to look at your face. Well, he, he wants his guys where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And, no and doubt. Yesterday, James Washington was not that. Here's Ben uh, going into greater detail. It was cover two, and we had, and I think what I told him was the thing that made me the most frustrated is we literally just talked about this particular defense, what the Titans do, and what we want him to do, or what we want that receiver position to do. Cover two, get outside, and we're going to try and hit you just past the corner before the safety gets there. Well, he beat the corner because the corner was sitting in cover two. Well, he thought that he beat him, so he just run as fast as he can down the field. I threw it into the hole shot, uh, into just that, that little area between the corner and the safety, and he wasn't looking when I threw it. And so... Uh, I told him, I said, listen, we just talked about that culture. I said, what's disappointing to me is we just went over this in film. We just got done talking when that safety's down and he rolls back deep. You know, it's, it was a, a particular look. So it wasn't like it was something new to him. And um, he's like, I thought I beat him, so I was just trying to run deep. I said, that's fine. Two things are going to happen. The ball's either going to get intercepted or you're going to die because the safety's going to kill you because he's running there. That's his spot. So hopefully he learned from it and, and won't make the mistake again. Or he'll die. And yeah, I think most people listening are probably familiar with the cover two concept, the two deep safeties, the corners are playing up, so you're trying to get the receiver sometimes in between. Well, right. Washington gets behind the cornerback and he thinks, oh, I beat him. You know, the guy's not following him, it's his zone, right? So you don't just tear off down the field, hey, throw it to me long. He gets excited and you're in the wrong spot at the wrong time. You can't be that. But uh, Ben said yesterday he thinks the kid is three quarters of the way there. If you take uh, OTAs as the starting point, he was at zero. Mm-hmm. You know, had never done this before. Yeah, you came in with a resume and a lot of hype, but you haven't done anything here yet. He's three-quarters of the way there. September 9th is when he needs to be all the way there. And he's getting there. He is getting there. You forget how green these kids are coming out of college. Like it, This is a grown man's game. And it takes a lot of to transition to it, you know. Yeah. And and in his case, you got to be able to do more than make a combat catch. Yeah, he's he's very good at that, and that really helps, and that's going to help. But he's got to be available where he needs to be available before he can do that. And uh, it's been really fun to watch this kind of unfold. Uh, I've talked about James Washington a lot because, quite frankly, I'm more interested in him than who's going to be the 53rd guy on the team. James Watt, they need, they need James Washington to be an impact player, and uh, he's getting there. Eli Rogers, not so much. No. Uh, the Steelers uh, announced yesterday that uh, he has been suspended for week one. Of course, Rogers is on the pup list, so he probably wasn't going to be available for week one anyway. I don't know if this means he's still suspended for week one or he's suspended whenever he's active. It's like a pitcher start for the first like, week. Yeah. yeah. Um, like getting suspended for a game he wasn't going to play, anyways. Kevin Colbert and the Steelers issued a statement yesterday, quote, we're disappointed that Eli Rogers has been suspended for week one of the regular season as part of the NFL policy and program for substances of abuse. Eli just can't get out of his own way. He's got the goods, but... Eh. Does he? He's not. Yeah, I think he does, yeah. All right. I just don't think he's doing it right. Uh, Pirates aren't doing it right all of a sudden in the batter's box. They got uh, one run last night. It's more than they've been getting, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> 6-1 Braves. Ivan Nova goes six innings and allowed two runs in taking the loss. Gregory Polanco's 20th home run of the year, the only run for the Pirates. That was in the bottom of the ninth. They are 63-64, and 9.5 out in the division, 6.5 out in the chase for one of the National League wildcard spots. They've got Atlanta again tonight. Try to salvage one of three. Trevor Williams, 10-9 against Julio Tehran, 8-7. Coming up. Hard Knocks, HBO, 
you know, there there's this thing, the Madden curse. Right? But there also seems to be the reverse. The hard knocks, hard knocks bump. The hard knocks bump, which makes everybody think a team is going to be way better <laughs> yep. than they actually end up being. I think they're watching in Vegas. And we're going to talk about that next. Wait do you hear what's going on in Vegas concerning the Browns, and hard knocks has a lot to do with it. Also, we're going to talk with Dennis Gilfoy later on this morning, 9.15, to talk about the golden ticket promotion. That, of course, the ticket to everything in Pittsburgh. All the sporting events. Ticket to ride, so to speak. So to speak, yes. Uh, and that, of course, benefiting junior achievement. That'll be 9.15 this morning. Madden is out in Vegas, so we'll talk with Benzie a little bit later on this morning. Uh, Steelers, Titans, Saturday. Benzie fills in for the interview, too. I told uh, Joe to tell Benz he has to stake out all Madden positions, though. He's yeah. not allowed to have his own today. He's got to come in here and trash I'm just Juju. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to ask him a bunch of things, and he has to answer as Madden. Not Steelers ne- suck, Pirates suck, Penguins are great. What else you got? I saw a UFO last night. <laughs> uh, so that'll be coming up at 945 this morning on DVE. Hey, if you've been putting off buying a new mattress, now's the time to make your move. Mattress Firm's most popular deal is back. Shop the Labor Day sale. For a limited time, you can save up to $600 across America's best-selling brands. It really is the best time to buy from Mattress Firm. Don't miss your chance to get a free adjustable base with your purchase of $599 or more. That's a value of up to $699. Hurry in before those sell out. All beds are on sale, which means you can get a Beautyrest Queen for just $497 or a Serta Memory Foam Queen for their lowest price ever at $397. When they say all beds are on sale, they mean it. Mattress Firm's lowest price mattresses start at $37. You can also get 0% APR for six years. That's the best financing Mattress Firm has to offer. Mattress Firm's 120-night low-price guarantee allows you to shop with confidence. They'll beat any price on comparable mattresses, even ones bought from Mattress Firm for up to 120 nights. Don't delay. The sale ends soon. Get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for the price of a twin. Call one 866-780-6220 for credit cost and terms subject to credit approval. It's the DV Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, Mike Pursuta, Joe Rikicki producing. Now, the Madden curse every year. People worry about that. Last year was Tom Brady, right? Wasn't really a curse. No, he did. He did pretty good. Did pretty good. He He, just couldn't catch his own pass. Yeah, he didn't win. Mike's right. Mike's uh, Mike's mic is not on. If we could uh, remedy that, okay, horrible receiver. That he Brady. didn't win. He didn't win, but he didn't blow out an ACL or anything like that. No, he did Who fumble did? the ball in the critical moment. Don't we all? Uh, AB <laughs> is on this year. Some people a little worried about that. I I think that that has pretty much washed out the Madden curse. The new one is the 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 false. Hope. Yeah. The hard knocks is like engendering this false hope amongst not just their own fan base, the rest of the league. Look, we've all fallen prey. We watched and uh, thought Jameson Winston was going to oh win a God. Super Bowl. Yeah, last year. It's like, this team is stacked. They're going to be awesome. The Dolphins a couple years ago. We thought they were going to be great. And who didn't fall in love with Rex Ryan? Yeah, right? Oh, he was the greatest. The swear jar. He had all those snacks. The shake weight, chain-smoking M&Ms. <laughs> right. According to the sports books at in Vegas, the new sexy pick to win the Super Bowl is the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. 
According to 0-16 to the Super Bowl. The way I said it should be the way you always say it. Cleveland Browns. According to ESPN, betters at multiple sports books have been backing the Browns to win the AFC North, the AFC title, and even the Super Bowl. That's just insane. I think they're going to win a couple games. Let's baby step this. They've won one game <laughs> since 2015. So they've won no preseason games this year? They yeah. won their first one. Yeah, they did. That's good for them. They were undefeated last year in the preseason. They're on their Not- way. You're right. They've won one game regular season since 2015. One. The sportsbook manager at Caesars Palace says, quote, there are more bets on the Browns and winning the AFC North than the other three teams combined. Mike, how does this happen? I'm flabbergasted by this. How does this happen? Only the Raiders and the Steelers have more bets to win the AFC. The public likes the Browns, and I'm not sure why. Me neither. At MGM, the Browns have attracted more bets to win the Super Bowl than the Falcons, the Chiefs, and the Jaguars. All playoff teams. It's the, their fans are excited. Some of the appeal is the long shot aspect. All right. It's a lottery ticket like Vegas Golden Knights last year. They almost pulled it off. They did. They weren't even a franchise, though, and they only won one less game than the Browns did the last two years. <laughs> yeah, you almost felt better about them because they didn't have the profound track record of complete failure. That's right. Cleveland has overhauled its roster. We know. They are coming off looking great on this show. There's though. no doubt. Oh, they really yeah. are. Toro- it's the first episode, I thought, oh, my God, they are an absolute joke. Train wreck. But the things that I thought they were, where I thought they were a joke, they still are. And namely, that's with Hugh Jackson, Head who coach. I don't think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't think there's any way to edit him into looking like Vince Lombardi. He looks like a guy who's in over his head. He looks like a position coach who should not be the head coach. And I don't know how other staffs work. Uh, I don't I don't know how the Steelers staff works for that matter because I'm not in their meetings. I would assume it's not all, oh, yes, good idea, good idea, and everything gets rubber stamped. But these guys seem to be kind of at opposite ends, don't they? Yeah, they do. Oh, I mean, it's like they're Greg all, Williams, Todd Haley. They're all different religions. They hate each other. Those two guys hate each other. Bob Wiley is the offensive line coach of the Browns. He's the guy. <laughs> I am the walrus. He makes Mark Madden look like Connor McGregor. This guy <laughs> has not exercised since the Eisenhower administration. He looks like the human poo emoji. Yes. Yes, he does. Doesn't help that he's wearing all brown either. Here's uh, Coach Bob Wiley on the show last night. World War One, World War Two, all those guys that fought in that war, right? They did push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups, climbed the rope and ran, okay? Right? And they won two world wars. Two world wars by doing two jumping jacks, wars. push-ups, and sit-ups. Two world wars. You think they were worried when they're running across Normandy about stretching? Are you kidding me? Huh? There's a few people who managed, huh? <laughs> managed to pull their hammy, though. I mean, 
This is their O-line coach. Stretching is overrated. It's like, yeah, that guy probably hasn't stretched since the 80s. Todd Haley and Greg Williams hate each other. Todd Will- Todd Haley's still coming off looking great. Good. He, he, he's looking good in all of this and is apparently getting down to business and making things happen up there. I mean, having Carlos Hyde in the backfield, Baker Mayfield looks legit. You know, I don't know that he'll end up starting the season, but he's no Johnny Manziel. Landry's very good. Very good. Yeah, Landry's a beast. I'm going to hate that guy. They and could he's come apparently out. taking a little bit of a leadership role, to, unless he's just doing this for the cameras. Unless he is just doing it for the cameras, yes. Bless him. Go ahead back and to bless our, him then. Back to our earlier point, you don't really know. But the Steelers, if they aren't on their uh, details, they could have their hands full in week one, Mike. I'm just what, saying. Was that O-line coach, was that like a really thick New York accent? What is that accent? It sounded like Boston to me. Play the hands, Sam. World War One, World War Two, right? They did push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups, climbed the rope, and ran, okay? Right? And they won two world wars. Two world wars. Yeah, it's from Rhode Island. He's got the, uh, yeah, it's not quite Boston. He looks but like. It's up there. Mike Holmgren ate Craig Stadler. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out. got that flavor saver you, just hanging off of his lip. If you want to place a bet online, the Browns are plus seven, seventy five hundred. So you bet a hundred dollars, that comes back at seventy five hundred dollars. This should be way more than that. That's to win the Super Bowl. That's that's ridiculous. It should be. An incalculable amount of money. <laughs> no, uh, only eight teams have longer odds than the Browns. Why does anybody have longer odds than the Browns? I know they didn't. They win didn't a game. win a game. Sports Illustrated predicts <laughs> four and twelve for the Browns. Now that's more realistic. I could see that. Tarod is probably going to win them at least three games. It could happen. All right, so. We are getting two world wars. We're inching closer and closer to the start of the NFL season. This Saturday, preseason game number three for the Steelers, a four o'clock matchup here at Heinz Field against the Tennessee Titans and all of the action starting four hours before kickoff. We'll have the pregame here on your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 102.5 DVE. No, I have a podcast called Happy Never After. I've been divorced uh, three times already and uh, have seven broken engagements. So. You are so, wait, hold on a second. You're way too young to have that. So you were engaged ten times. I was no, I've been engaged uh, seven times total. I have a tattoo. Seven. I show this to all possible suitors. I'm like, this is. Are you sure you want to be another wedding dove? <laughs> oh my lord! Why are some of them colored and some? Because those not? are my confirmed kills. Those oh. are my divorces. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so they get colored in if it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's, like a, it's like a criminal tat. Yeah, yeah. These are the ones that got away. These are the ones I murdered in jail. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. That was comedian Mara Merrick, who was on the show earlier this morning. She is doing the back Bike Laugh Heel comedy tour show tonight in Pittsburgh, along with Aaron Kleiber, Shannon Norman, Chrissy Costa, Ian Insect, and Osha Dwyer. And that show, you can get tickets at bikelaughheel.org. It's a really uh, good lineup. It is to benefit uh, domestic violence uh, awareness and, and abuse uh, victims. 
And uh, she is biking to 60 different cities across the country from New York to San Francisco. Going to Columbus from here. That is a hell of a bike. That's That's, quite a trek. That's not a one-day bike. Mm -mm. No way. I wouldn't think so. Because that's 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 a 180-mile car ride. Yeah. 200 miles. I mean, you could do it in a day. I think it's going to take her a week. A 12-hour day, What'd you say she's doing 52 miles a day, so? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, so, anyways, she was really funny, and that's a great cause uh, that is being uh, supported tonight. And as uh, Bill pointed out, a great lineup of comics. It's a cake in the Strip District. I've never been there. It starts at 7 o'clock, so go check it out. BikeLaughHeal.org. Val, what's up? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. For 11. It's 62 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Michael Cohen pleaded guilty to tax evasion, bank fraud, and other illegal financial misdeeds yesterday. After his plea, his lawyer, Lanny Davis, talked to Rachel Maddow. Mr. Cohen has knowledge on certain subjects that should be of interest to the special counsel and is more than happy to tell the special counsel all that he knows. Cohen's attorney also confirmed Donald Trump is the candidate Cohen was referring to when he said he made a hush payment to porn star Stormy Daniels at the direction of the candidate. That's uh, a quote from his his, uh, plea with the purpose of influencing the election. Now, a lot of people are being critical this morning because with yesterday being the most consequential day, In modern American uh, politics, uh, a lot of people are being critical of Fox and Friends this morning because 10 minutes ago, during what is probably their most viewed window of the show, they did a story on how much the Tooth Fairy paid kids last year. Okay? (laughs) Oh, well, the Tooth Fairy might have committed tax fraud. Well, here's the thing. It was $290 million were paid out by parents, or I'm sorry, by, by the Tooth Fairy, to kids now and everybody's criticizing fox news for reporting that but you know kudos to fox news because all of that obtained through michael cohen and a home equity loan (laughs) directed by the president they haven't tied it in yet give them time these people are working hard at journalism and also possibly reading up on some history and trying to figure out who the communists were in world war ii sick of this fairy hunt i want it to end (laughs) Fairy hunt. (laughs) Worst video game ever, by the way. (laughs) Well, a man is suing Google after it was revealed the tech company tracks users' locations, even if they switch off the location tracking on their device. The suit, which potentially could become class action, was filed last week in federal court in San Francisco. company made it public that even with the feature off, some info is tracked by Google Search and Google Maps. The man who brought the suit argues that uh, this violates California's Invasion of Privacy Act. But in better news from Google, Google Assistant has a new feature that lets users just read the good news. Users just have to ask the assistant to tell me something good. And they'll get a list of more positive stories about what Google says are people working to solve problems in the world. Stories might include everything from advances in medical research to how African farmers are keeping their cows healthy. 
Uh, what's considered a good story is determined by the nonprofit Solutions Journalism Network and comes from a variety of sources. Doesn't this make us all seem like cranky billionaires now? Tell me something good, Google. <laughs> make me feel better. Alexa, compliment me. Tell me how good I look in this new outfit. So how did you end up in your job? A new survey found 22% of Americans say they just happened to fall into their job rather than actually trying to get the job or picking what they wanted to do. I, I fell I into did. the career. Yeah. Had I not gone out and got super drunk at a golf tournament, I might have never ended up in radio. <laughs> Was that when you were an accountant? It was after I got fired for oh, being okay. an accountant. And so you said, you know what, I'm going golfing. I went to a golf tournament that was like John Daly. It was like a pro-am thing mm -hmm. up in Erie. And uh, my buddy was working the VIP bar, so he got me in there. And they had a piano, and I sat down and started playing. And then I like it turned into a thing, and some people thought I was like hired entertainment, and they started throwing money. <sighs> and the cops came in and took me away, like the security there. Uh, and people were very upset because they were like, wait, no, we were having fun. And I was kind of clearly... I didn't belong there. Mm -hmm. And the mayor mm -hmm. tried to step in and, and get the cops to... The not, mayor of Erie. Yeah, she was wow. there. And they were, she was trying to go, hey, no, no, can you let him... Stay? And I didn't know her or anything, but we were just having fun. Uh, and uh, so the guy who did the morning radio show up there, who's still there, Mojo McKay, he's mm -hmm. a legend. Uh, he asked me to come on the show to talk about it the next day. And I went on the show the next day to talk about it. <laughs> they said, do you want a job? And I met the owner. And he goes, hey, you were really funny today. And I said, I got fired from my job. I tell you what, give me 50 bucks a week for a month. And if you like me, you'll hire me at the end. And that's how I got into radio. Wow. I never heard that story. That 100 is hilarious. True. Yeah, because I was, I was doing like, you know, the piano, like... The piano bar. Like, yeah, that kind of stuff. And so I went on the show and he was like, you were, you know, you were playing everything everyone requested. I'm like, yeah, I, I could play by ear. And so we were doing it on the radio and it was just like a shticky thing. A fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, so that's how I ended up in uh, the career that is slowly physically debilitating me hour by hour. Well, you're not the only one. No, no, I'm perfectly happy with that lot in life. <laughs> uh, Kellogg's just announced they are bringing back Pop-Tart cereal. Now, if Thank you, God. If you don't remember it, it's probably because it was only out for a year back in the mid-90s, but it's just basically a bunch of tiny, puffy Pop-Tarts with frosting on and jelly inside. Good. The new Pop-Tart cereal will come in the Healthy. same original flavors as the 90s, frosted strawberry and frosted brown cinnamon. Favorite Pop-Tart? Brown cinnamon is classic. I mean, that's a really good... I know, but that's like in a that's a grown-up one. Yeah, I yeah. never appreciated it until I was older. You gotta be I always liked the strawberry. Well, I... That's the, the, the strawberry one with the yeah. white icing is the best. Well, the chocolate one, don't sleep on it. The but. s'mores? No. No. What? Get your you guys, are, you guys are both crazy. Get no way. that out of my Pop-Tart. It has like the brown uh, pocket. Doo-doo brown? No, not the down-down doo-doo brown. No, not yeah, that. Do you like the down-down doo-doo brown Pop-Tart? <laughs> it has like a golden gram oh, no. pocket. No yes, way. no, they're fantastic. I'm telling you. I don't know. The more I think about this, the more this <laughs> sounds pretty good. I graduated to the brown cinnamon like when I was in college. Just experimenting? Like, oh, yeah. Sure. Trying everything. That's what college is about. Yeah. Pop target Then I went like double chocolate. I was like, this is a little this too much. too much. You yeah. just weren't ready for that mentally. Yeah. Blueberry is good, too. Blueberry and strawberry. Mm -hmm. good. I don't like Strawberry is the one I like. Strawberry is the good. gold standard. It is the caramel Twix And I bet of Pop-Tarts. 
Yeah, because I'm thinking this, like, if you put a Pop-Tart in a bowl and just put milk over it, that would probably be pretty good. So the cereal, I mean, you're I basically saying F the day. Hell Dude, yeah. If you it's my favorite thing to say. <laughs> toast. First thing in the morning. F this day, not carpe diem? Nope. <laughs> if you look at those, look at those, the faces on those men. F lean this in. day. If you lean close enough, F you'll it. hear them. No. F it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Pop-Tarts, right out of the toaster, this dunk day. them in milk. I mean, yeah, that's, see, that's, that's a classic. That's where they're getting the cereal idea from, I would guess. Right. When I was a kid, we, <laughs> I think I told this story before, we would put cake in a bowl and pour milk over it and call it pig mash. Again, more reasons why you're not allowed to be mad when we think you grew up on a farm. And we did the same thing with Unreal. graham crackers. I thought you were going to say your grandmother. <laughs> we would throw my grandma in a bowl uh-huh. and mash. pour milk over <laughs> you guys never Call her pig mash. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Franklin thing. Yeah, Is guys, there a t-shirt that says never, it's a Franklin thing? Or you should guys be. never put milk on cake? No. 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 Cervelli definitely put milk on cake. There's no doubt about it. No. Oh, he did. There's no doubt. Oh my God. Is there he anything you wouldn't put, put milk it in on? A no. You're right. <laughs> a cake shake. Rick definitely yeah. has put milk on on cake. Uh, fall quickly approaching. It might feel a little bit fall like over the next couple of days. But what are you looking forward to about fall? They did a head-to-head survey. Which are you looking forward to more, sweaters or blankies? Oh, sweaters. Long sleeve T-shirt for me. Well, you know that wasn't That's a choice, right. Bill. Oh, so okay. I would guess you would say sweaters. Fifty-one percent. Pretty close split. Yeah, blankets. You, they don't hide your gut all day. <laughs> sweaters. And you look weird. Well, if I don't you know go if you wear a blanket out. Blanket. Yeah, if you wear a slanket. I've seen it happen. I'm. I'm. Go waiting. to Walmart. I was just gonna say. Pumpkin or apple picking. Sixty-two percent. Oh, we know which you want. Sixty-two percent want to pick queen. pumpkins. Do you ever do that thing where you take apples and you like you, you get a good size stick? A bowl of milk. Like no, you put them in a bowl of milk and throw it at your grandmother. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> throw it at your grandmother. <laughs> no, when you take a like a like a stick that's like a walking stick size stick and you like spear apples and then you can chuck them you off the end them? of it. Dude, we used to have wicked apple fights with us. I don't know where I am right now. This re- the reference points of this room are that's beyond not a me. city. That's because there's no like apple orchards in the city. What, that's like, very true. Where I grew up, like you'd be playing soccer next to one, and you could run over with a stick and just start thoom, whack thoom. a couple. Start throwing them around. Kids, try that at home. Haunted houses <laughs> or scary movies? I don't like haunted houses because yeah. I don't like waiting in line. I don't it's like always a two-hour like line. Jumping out and trying to scare me. But I do like the scary movies. And yes. there's always like 15 that I miss, so every year there's a whole bunch to catch up on. 57% say movies. But I like the old school ones. The classics. Like Hall- the original Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, still still great. But if you like, I mean, look, there's no better town than Pittsburgh for haunted houses. I mean, we're the haunted uh, house capital of the mm-hmm. country. So if you're going to go to them, this is a good place. The ones that we had up in Erie when I was growing up were always like... The Kiwanis Club usually do. Yeah, you like get on the back of a like a hay... Like you do a hay ride, a haunted oh, hay ride and no, stuff like that. Have those, yeah, they know. have those here. Like a, like a, but it's like a haunted tractor ride. And it's more... Isn't, isn't it more kid 
Oriented. It's more kid friendly. Yeah. Uh, pumpkin pie or apple pie? Apple. Yeah. Apple all day. 53% want pumpkin. Making a Halloween costume or buying one, 64% want homemade. I dread Halloween. I never, I never comfortable with the costume. I never know what to do until the week of, and then I have the greatest idea that I cannot possibly make happen. (sighs) I wimp out and and go like half ass, or I go full bore into it, and then I regret it later. The time Abby talked me into doing the uh, uh, grayscale, yeah. Didn't you have your brace on then? Yeah, it's like just had surgery. I was like, yeah, go ahead, paint me gray. That's fine. Bad idea. No, it looked blocked cool. pores. I thought it looked cool. Got hammered, passed out with gray paint on my face. <laughs> Tailgating for Tons a football game or watching at home? Seventy three percent would rather stay home. Yeah, it's enticing. It's different you, you than can wear it used slanket. to be at Heinz Field. I loved when it was wide open and it was a sea of tailgaters. Mm-hmm. And now it's a different experience. Now it's like going to a strip mall. Like there, it's, yeah, there's it's not as much space, t- but those bars are jammed. It's yeah. a, it is a different experience, and a lot of people like that a lot better. I loved seeing pickup truck after pickup truck mm-hmm. with people welding deer stands on top of them and having like just the crazy See the smoke coming up from the grills, post-apocalyptic looking mm-hmm. Mad Max mm-hmm. tailgates that we used to have, and now those are few and far between. Uh, and finally, Thanksgiving sides or Halloween candy. <sighs> That's tough. Oh, I'd no rather way, go dude. Thanksgiving sides. sides any day. Hell yeah. Yeah, 76% would rather eat Thanksgiving food. Okay. You're a sugar dude. I like, uh, you do- I am a sugar dude. Yeah. That's what my kids call me. <laughs> sugar dude. No, but you do. You you get, you, you get a thing for sugar. I do. It's good. I don't know if you've tried. No, I know, but <laughs> uh, stuffing versus uh, a Milky Way, like, that's well, no. Milky, you oh, picked the, the dumbest candy bar. Which was the best <laughs> one? Milky Ways suck, I think. Why? They're Snickers without the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, it doesn't it's get like you somebody get was like, whoa, this feet. Snickers is too good and tasty. Let's strip it down. Well, maybe you have braces and you don't want to have nuts in your teeth. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, who does? Nobody. Kit Kats, uh, Reese's ew. Peanut Butter Cups. Kit Kat. Wow, you that was who a, has a, that a, kind you, of reaction a, to a Kit Kat? Yeah, nope. Like I mean, I'll you eat act it like if I just said payday. I'll eat it if that's my choice, but it wouldn't be my choice given anything else. Probably. Yeah, I'll go with yams over most candy bars. You don't want yams in your teeth. I mean, stuffing and gravy. Yeah, dude, come that is the, on. It really is the best. Also, gravy over a, the sweet potatoes, I think, is, I think, like the, I think is almost better wins. than regular mashed potatoes. You get a salty-sweet combo. You do a one-two there, Val. little tip. A little sweet, a little savory. Yeah. Uh, we've talked several times about the fact that Eric Clapton has a house in Columbus. That's where his wife, uh, Malia, is from, and her parents still live there. So while in town this past weekend, he stepped out to join his buddy Jimmy Vaughn at the Project Blues Review at the Life Care Alliance Center in Columbus. It was a benefit for the Columbus Cancer Clinic. Eric took the stage for three songs to kick off the show. Yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, he, and I say it every time, his wife, who's from Columbus, when he started dating her, (laughs) they were part of a threesome. Yes. They were not a couple. They were a triple. Do you think the other girl bailed out or he picked her? I think he picked. One. I think he picked her. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. The girl might have tuck and rolled. You, you have no idea. She might have been like, "I'm out of this thing" because yeah. it, it could have been pretty crazy. It's weird. But they were like hanging out in L.A. together, just as a triple. 
as a threesome everywhere they went. And then he, yeah, whittled it down. Hmm. Finally, We're going to have to eliminate somebody. Joan Jett has gone to bat for a bear living in a rural Pennsylvania, not too far from our area, a longtime animal activist and vegetarian. She sent a letter on Monday to the owner of Pima Tuning Deer Park in Mercer County asking that Bosco, a 23-year-old animal, be moved to a sanctuary. Noting that the facility's only other bear died last year, Joan says he no longer has a companion and is confined to a barren concrete pit. Joan says bears are sophisticated, playful animals who thrive when given space and freedom to run, dig, and swim far from human activity. She believes the roadside zoo has denied Bosco everything that's natural and important to him and condemned him to a life surrounded by stone walls and gawking tourists. I'm cool with that. And I don't know if they took a lot of heat, but I tried to go on their website. It's not, not there anymore. Roadside zoo sounds awful. I mean, that's just a, a bad name for a place. It sounds like it's a, a zoo on the like side of 22 or something. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, I just imagine, like, I remember when, my, when we used to go to Tynesta, I think. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, there was a bear just in a little cage on the side of the road. Are you serious? Yeah. Sad. I mean, that was the early to mid-70s, so. And they had it sitting on a dunk tank, which I thought was just like, <laughs> so mean. Now, yeah. I did throw stuff at I mean, I dunked it. Yes, I dunked the bear. <laughs> but yeah. I felt bad about it. I know better now. I wouldn't dunk bears. Yeah, Pima Tuning, Deer Park. This site cannot be reached. So I'm not sure if they took a lot of heat and took their website Jeez. down or what They're not happened, even paying their GoDaddy bill. Don't mess with Joan Jett, man. That's the lesson. Forecast today, windy and cooler shower possible. Temperatures only in the low 70s today. It is 62 at DVE. Mike Pursuta has your sports next, but we want to remind you that Steelers football is back this Saturday on DVE. Oh, yeah. Steelers and the Titans in the third preseason game of the 2018 season. Coverage begins at noon, leading up to the kickoff at 4 o'clock. Tim Benz, along with Dale Lawley and Rob King, get things going. They'll hand it off to Mike Pursuta, Jerry Dulac, and Bob Labriola, who will lateral it, or pass forward, I guess, is more apt, too. The triumvirate of broadcasting. Bill Hillgrove, Tunchokin, and Craig Woofley. Woof. And that's only right here on your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5. DVE. Mike, proceeded with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports this hour brought to you by <laughs> Xfinity from Comcast. Uh, let's talk about backup quarterback this hour. It's Landry Jones. Put Batch in there. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, a lot Andrew. of people got excited when the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph. They thought maybe he could be number two. What we've seen since OTAs uh, through this point in the preseason is that Mason Rudolph is what a lot of people thought he was when the Steelers drafted him, a guy with a lot of potential, a lot of upside, but a project coming out of the offense, uh, the spread offense at Oklahoma State, and just little right. things like getting under center and protecting the ball and, and some detail NFL stuff that he's got to learn as he goes. So he's not uh, ready yet. Uh, Josh Dobbs is better than he was last year, but Josh Dobbs was a project last year. And Landry Jones, meanwhile, uh, has been who he has always been. He is uh, a steady guy who is enjoying a smooth preseason and a revealing one. 
It has been. I haven't got that many, as much opportunities as I've, I've been used to, but it's been good. It's been great. Do you think that's because they know who you are and you are solid in your spot? I would hope so. If I don't have it by now, at least the majority of it, then I shouldn't be here. Do you feel like you got number two? Oh, man. You came here as number two. You are now cemented as number two. I would hope so. You know, if you can play those games with yourself all the time and... I would think I would, but I just you just really don't know. But I think you always have a little bit of uncertainty until, like, at Saturday at 4 o'clock, whenever they have to turn those rosters in, there's always that little piece of, do I really, did I do enough? You know, did I, did I show enough that I'm, I'm still capable in the backup? Because, like you said, every year they're going to bring in someone else. Yeah, he's not he's mm-hmm. not getting the opportunity, and I think that's because they know who he is, and they're trying to get Rudolph as much development time in the preseason as they can, and they're trying to do the same thing with Dobbs in case one of the other guys gets hurt. Um, Landry Jones has, last couple, three years, played a ton in the preseason. He didn't play at all against Green Bay because they know what they have there. They know he is a guy that can come in and run their offense and function. And uh, I don't like the, you know, sparing him the reps there, though. I know that, oh, no, we're not worried about him, but, like, he's the guy you most need to, to have ready besides Ben, and why not give him an opportunity? Well, I'm sure think, he's got two more games to do it right now, I know. but Yeah, he's got it down by now, and you don't want to get him hurt either because uh, not only is he the guy they think can best function if he has to play, mm-hmm. but he can help Ben play. Uh, ben Roethlisberger talked before the Steelers left St. College, left St. Vincent College mm-hmm. about Landry Jones as a guy he trusts. Boy, I was really surprised to hear Ben talk about Landry in this uh, regard because in the past he's just been so except for Charlie Batch he's he has always not combative but like competitive with the other guys yeah. regardless of I how I don't need any help I can figure it out I got it yeah, yeah. I mean Char- he he worked in concert with Charlie pretty well but like I didn't think Landry was going to rise to that rank and and he has here's Ben uh, just before the Steelers left St. Vincent talking about what Landry does for him you know, it's a guy that um, obviously can can play, can come in, can get you out of a game, can start a game. Um, someone that I trust, if I ask a question, he's going to know the answer. You know, hey, Landry, what was that covered? What did you see? What I may be looking left, and I'll ask him what happened on the right side, and, and I trust what he's going to tell me. I talked with uh, Landry a little bit about this yesterday, and he was joking that, hey, I ought to be able to pick stuff up. I've been watching a lot of games. <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of practice at it, but uh, – he does appreciate and respect uh, that part of his role. Huh? He has to be that guy that can be there for Ben. That's a big thing. I mean, you, you have to build relationships with people. That's a part of being a backup, you know what I mean? And that's the unspoken thing that, that people don't always see. It's not always the most talented guy that will get into that role. It's a guy that can handle a game plan, that the, a guy that the starting quarterback trusts and has a relationship with, you know. And so for me, being here, it's my sixth season, been through a lot of games with Ben. We've just kind of developed that rapport with one another. I wonder if they do that like everywhere they go together. Hey Landry, you see anything here on the uh, the menu? Yeah, I did. I I saw some uh, some stuff on the appetizers. That <laughs> I think you'd like. I mean, they have potato skins here, so you should definitely check those out. Man, you, you missed this for two dollars more. You can upgrade to a super side. <laughs> There's garlic in that chimichurro. Just giving you a heads up. I trust you. Waiter's coming from the blind side. <laughs> I trust you, Landry. I yeah. trust you. It's not something we've really ever talked about, but it's a no. It's it's a significant part of this. And Landry Jones is not Ben Roethlisberger. 
But look around the league at the backups. I mean, There's only one team with Nick's, Nick Foles as yeah, the backup. They've got bigger issues than that. Much bigger. Yes. Eli Rogers has an issue. Uh, What's his issue, Mike? Well, he's got two of them, Bill. He's on the pup list. And yep. uh, now he has been suspended for week one uh, as part of the NFL policy and program for substances of abuse. General Manager Kevin Colbert issued a statement yesterday, quote, we are disappointed that Eli Rogers has been suspended for week one. You can't suspend me. I'm injured. <laughs> Eli's the guy that needs to figure it out sooner rather than later. What, what was it? Did we know? Was I, it like, are we talking DUI? Or are we talking weed? Or we? I think I Adderall? said earlier today, I didn't even know they had one-game suspensions, but they apparently do. Gluten. He's gotten one. <laughs> he's got wheat belly. He's got, he's got wheat belly. Uh, obviously, he's out with the uh, celiac. <laughs> it won't be Eli Rogers' fault if they lose to Super Bowl-bound Cleveland in week one. I can't believe how everybody's jumping on the Cleveland Brown bandwagon as if they are going from worst to first. P.T. Barnum was right. Um, uh, that's not to say I don't think they, they will be Step better. right up. They couldn't be worse. Well, See I guess the eight hundred pound offensive line coach. He, um, his the you know how the guys have like the second gut, like they have a gut under their gut. Yeah, his is. I mean, he looks like grimace. Pizza the Hut. <laughs> no doubt. My lord, put he's, a brown shirt on Pizza the Hut. Pizza, you're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like if he wants to go in a direction, he just like. Pushes his weight one way and it like moves like a beanbag. Like I missed the part where he was. He's hilarious. I only though. caught the 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 end half of uh, Hard mm. Knocks. Is he just permanently on a scooter or how's he getting around? No, I mean he's walking around. But he said the only thing I like about stretching is it gives me ten minutes to sit down. He's a big fella. I think he's doing it wrong. Potentially, I think they'll be better. There's no doubt about it. But they have a ton of problems still. Yeah. I mean, potentially they're better. They have some talent and they've been amassing some talent what if they get off to a crappy start again and it implodes from within which it seemingly <laughs> that could, could easily happen. do that... well and they're ignoring Tyrod Taylor right now it is Tyrod not Tyrod and they I'm make still that clear calling again. him Tyrod yeah. he said Lee Corso is the reason why everyone calls him Tyrod because Lee Corso used to call him Tyrod on, the, on game day yeah, because he's calling him the way his name is spelled Look, man, it's I mean, pronounced it's Tarod. T A is it also pronounced Talor? I don't believe so. I believe that's a full on Taylor. Tarod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Tarod Talor. <laughs> it's one or the other. Can't have both. Can't have it both ways, kid. I'm all right with I it. I wonder what Booker thinks about it. <laughs> He's the number two quarterback. The best part of the hard knocks last night was the revelation that the Browns have a team dog. That just walks around all the offices. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> what a loser dog. Oh, they've had that for a while. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, a, it's a chocolate dog. It's supposed to make everybody chocolate feel lab. better. Not a chocolate dog. It's you a know, chocolate dog. They eat it after every practice. When you're breaking down film at the point of the season when you're 0-11, getting ready to be 0-12, you need to see a nice dog. Gotta have a therapy over. dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad they've <laughs> they lost the last couple of years. Dog. Take it on the road trips. <laughs> <laughs> therapy dog. Dog's name is Moose. Oh really? I thought it was is that their mascot is a dog as well. It's like swag, swaggy something. Yeah. 
I think they're changing it to Ofer this year. <laughs> Dude, that whatever the Come here, Ofer. The, here, boy. That design they have in the end Where zone of like a wooden fence, but it's like, you know, a poster of a wooden fence. That looks so chintzy. That looks so bad. Like either put up an actual wooden fence with knot holes in it and stuff like that or They should have just, done a better job of recreating the existing dog pound. Or the old dog yeah. pound, I should say. The municipal stadium dog pound. Where had that little hill that you know, guy would catch a touchdown pass and then run up. Run up the hill. It yeah. wasn't quite the Lambo leap, but they would. Oh, it was back awesome. Back in the day, the players would greet the fans. No, and, and by awesome, I mean that's where the batteries would fly. Well, over. the dog, yeah, they would throw stuff at the other teams. But that one guy, they did a like a bio on him on ESPN one time, like the original dog, the big fat guy they always showed. He's got to be dead, right? Dog no, man. he's coaching the offensive line. <laughs> He's moved on. World War One, World War Two, right? They did push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups, climbed the rope, and ran. Okay, right? And they won two world wars. Two world wars. Two world wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Can two you world please? wars. Two you think they were wars. worried when they're running across Normandy about stretching? Are you kidding me? Huh? This is a cartoon. Running across Normandy. Who all was? Like it was the same guys. Mike, you pointed this out. It wasn't like they went back to back. They won. They had a bye week and then they won again. <laughs> Is it Carl Nassib or Nassib? How do you say his name? I always thought it was Nassib. Yeah. Probably. I apparently don't know anybody's name anymore. Tarod. That guy's an idiot. He was going after Haley because he's pissed because he watched week one of Hard Knocks and Haley was making fun of his name when Haley's like, I bet that guy's name's Carl. There was a baby named Carl. And he's like, whatever, Toad. He was calling him Toad Haley. It's like, you really can't talk trash on the name Carl when your name is Todd. <laughs> it's not like his name's Butcher. <laughs> right. Baby Todd is uh, still as ridiculous. Dude, uh, hats off to uh, Matt who tweeted to uh, to us, the Browns should name their dog Owen. Owen 16. It is the DVE morning show. Did you retweet that? Yeah. Oh. There's a, uh, <laughs> a video out there of the coach, the offensive line coach of the Browns. Thank you to Jason Clark. He tweeted us. Is it Willie? Who cares? The human poo emoji. Every time he, like, talks or yells a command, his gut jumps up just a little bit. He's got hut gut. <laughs> Is that what it says on there? Hut gut. Hut! And his gut just shoots straight up. It's the funniest looking thing I've ever seen. 12 and 4. That's what I think. <laughs> no way. 12 and 4. No way. 12 and 4. Uh, uh, careful when you're Six drinking. And, 10. and your friends do the old I dare you. In Austin, Texas, <laughs> a lady walking home from a bar with her friends Saturday night. One of them doubted whether she could run in high heels. She's wearing high heels. So she broke into a full sprint to prove them wrong. Oh, God. She break her ankle? She ran right into an intersection and got hit by an SUV. <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't ready for that. I'm thinking she's going to break an ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show she you. Did, she got hit by a car. <laughs> she, she's she dead. Which no, nothing, no, she's not dead. It had uh, nothing to do with the she, heels. She, she got really banged up, though, dude. Started running full speed, got hit by lightning, <laughs> and, um, you know, 
she's gone. But my first reaction was to laugh, and then I was like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's I mean, exactly but only if I she is like, and then she ran off a cliff, would it be funnier? <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't stop running. She just ran and ran. and She just Thelma and Louised herself off a cliff. And the driver of the SUV is facing a felony charge because he left the scene of the accident, came back. She he was, was probably hosp- drunk, too. Yeah. He hosp- had heels on. <laughs> hospital with a brain bleed. She needed surgery. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty serious. Now, but if he hadn't tried to run away, he wouldn't have been charged at all because she ran into traffic. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. What do you think would happen if they closed down Carson Street on Friday and Saturday nights, closed it to traffic? Would it make um, it safer or less safe? Uh, I think it would just be a disaster because it would be just people. Every, like There'd probably be 20,000 more people down there. You think? Here's my other question because I had an argument. If they closed the streets... Just to traffic, like not like fair. have beer. No, no, no. That's not what you mean. It. You just mean to Is traffic. That what you mean? Traffic. Like for four hours, you can't drive on Carson Street. You already can't park. I mean, in certain blocks. But, I would. I would no, never try to park on but, the south side on a weekend. But no drinking outside is what you're saying. Yeah, not just, just having foot traffic. I think it would be straight fight city. Do you think the people who cause trouble i.e. peeing in the alleys and peeing on people's houses and stuff like that my theory on that is always that it's not like the regulars it's not the people who are down it's not the kids from Duquesne it's not the pit students it's not the guys who are down there all the time because they know it's the people who come up from the surrounding areas you know who like drive up 25 miles away 30 miles away from those other towns and they come in to just get banged up for the night, and then they just go crazy. I'm going to pee on a house tonight. <laughs> I know, but that's how you end up in jail, too. Can you go to jail for that? Hell yeah. yeah. Peeing in public? Yeah. You, you'll, they'll throw you right Let's in give the- it a All shot. right, guys, I'm not going to do it. In the I'm cl- just, I'm, I'm asking. Sounds like I'm you might have got away with it a couple of times. Well, of course I have. Did one get away from you at the Southside Summer Open this oh, past yeah, weekend? definitely. <laughs> We've all been there. 600 people. Cruising all over the South Side with putters in their hands this past Saturday. Thanks again to everybody that took part in our South Side Summer Open, benefiting class, community living, and support services on mm. the South Side. And shame on you to anybody that peed on a house. Nobody, none of our people peed. Our people don't. The pee. entire day, they just held it until right. they got home. That's and exactly. Then they peed for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One long pee. So you know you're not supposed to hold your pee. That's dangerous for you. There are people who are doing this thing now called the pegasm. Yeah, you get a shiver. Yeah, these. No, that's not. I thought that was just the pee shiver because I've got. I get that almost every time. <laughs> every time you pee, you get a pee shiver. Yeah, multiples. You yeah. may have a bladder infection. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking Please like the pegasm. You're talking about is like uh, not like feels good. For, yeah, like third quarter of the Steelers game when you've been holding off because you didn't want to stand in the line and yeah. you finally let it go. But there's, the doctors say that's super bad for your bladder. And the other thing is going too often bad for your bladder. So if you're like, oh, I better you go. Drink a ton of water, you mean? Or whatever. No, no. If you like, every time you feel like even a tinge of having to pee, you're like, oh, I better go. Why is that bad dinkle. for you? Because then it actually, uh, it, sh- it uh, shrinks your bladder. Hmm. Then, you, See, then you're going to have to go all the time. And that's what happened. My mom, she is like the bladder of a chipmunk. 
She always has to pee, but she had six kids. Well, you know? yeah, that might have something to do with it. I have to pee all the time, too. <laughs> it's because you drink you a gallon so of coffee. Kids, yeah. I did have kids. <laughs> I don't think it's the same thing, though. No, that's from caffeine abuse. Okay. And you're getting older. Because I just always feel like if I'm not peeing, I'm thinking about peeing or I have to pee <laughs> or I just peed. Here's the thing I do now that I don't remember how this happened, but apparently I have to chug water all day long now. I never did that. Ever. But now I'm I'm like, I'm pounding. Because you feel thirsty? Yeah. Isn't it, is it correct to say if you are thirsty or already dehydrated? Yes. Is that right? And if your urine smells really bad, you're dehydrated. <laughs> Asparagus. Or you I, ate asparagus. Because I remember my girls just being like, Daddy pooped. I'm like, no, I didn't. It's I oh, okay, it's I'm dehydrated. Oh, okay. dude. Yeah. If you're if you're so dehydrated yeah. that you're, you know Well, it's because I've been doing the sauna thing. Oh yeah, you can't mess around with that. You gotta chug waters. Yeah. Hang out with me for a while. <laughs> you should anyway. Water. Is, Is it cool a- to pee in the sauna? Because I have, been. we're all peeing in the sauna, right? <laughs> right on, as long as it's on, on the, the rocks. rocks. Yeah, <laughs> creates more steam. That's right. Then you're fine. Uh, so you you've been doing the sauna thing. Yes. You still do the cold showers. Yep. I cannot get into the cold showers. Here's what I wanted to ask you, you about could. the cold showers. When you're doing the cold, I started to, and I was like, eh, okay, it's nice to know this is here if I want it. But do you shampoo and soap it. up like, or is it yeah. just more like, so you do a full, this is my, I'm getting clean. It's not just like, yes. here's two minutes of cold water. You don't then buttress that with two minutes of hot water. No buttressing, no. No, but it's something that you graduate to. It's not like you just immediately become the person who takes cold showers every day. At first, it was like, take a, a nice shower, and then the last minute, you turn the hot off, and... for a minute and then you start building a tolerance and then you just prefer it i'd rather do the cryo than that because that will just piss me off to start the day it won't or it'll put you in a great mood how about we do an experiment nope tomorrow Uh -uh. you she won't do it do a cold shower just no way no way maybe it would make you like the happiest person ever and all of a sudden um i don't think so what if it did (laughs) A cold shower? Yes. Have you ever taken a hot shower? You're taking a shower and you run out of hot water? But see, Doesn't that piss you off? Yeah, but that's because it's like it's unexpected. Different. If you're doing it with the- You mean a punch in the face of ice cold water is not unexpected? Yes. I think, well, it has like known uh, properties of of mood enhancing. Yes. All of a sudden, all your endolphins are swimming all over the place. (laughs) Right. You're going to have an endorphin euphoric. Like, I don't believe it. Well, you won't know until you try. Tomorrow, we all do cold showers. You have okay. to do it for a week. Just one week, seven days. Tomorrow, do seven <laughs> of them, Val, and then come into work. Do a whole week's worth. It'll be fine. But the cryo, you should go back to at least, if nothing else. Yeah, I'd rather do that than the cold shower. Very easy. Three minutes of standing in minus 130 it's degrees. It's only a minute for the cold shower. Only have to do a minute. One minute. Val. How can you shower in a minute? You'd be surprised. Because <laughs> the water is so cold. You want to get out. Yeah. It's torture. It's super efficient. You save money. You'll like that. Your water bill will go way down. I'd rather pay the water bill. Does it wash the soap off, though? Like cold water? Does, don't you need hot water to kind of like kill, wa- the germs. kill the germs, wash all the stuff off? Bacteria? Guys, I don't know. 
I, I'm not an expert here. I'm just trying to do something to make me feel not like garbage. <laughs> and really, that's all we're hoping for. I try ice cream. Maybe I'll take an ice cream shower. <laughs> do that. Val, what do you got uh, after the top of the hour here? Uh, do you get a mulligan if you bite a fellow golfer's thumb off? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, we'll talk no. about that coming up. Happy Sunday. For 11. It's 64 degrees now at DBE. I'm Val Porter. According to a new survey, most bosses are slowing down progress instead of speeding things up. <laughs> That's so funny. The survey found more than two-thirds of employees say they have to consult with more than one boss to get their jobs done, and nearly as many waste lots of time waiting for guidance from managers and performing tasks that are unimportant because of those managers. Thanks, Johnson. I'm going to send this up the chain and get back to you. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'd get a lot more done if you weren't here, boss. <laughs> Uh, That's this, a good idea, Johnson. I'll send that up the chain and get back to you. This uh, might actually be hilarious to see on a golf course. It happened in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Two groups of golfers got into a brawl. One guy got his thumb bitten off. It isn't clear how the whole thing began or even what they were fighting about, but a 47-year-old man in one of the groups bit another golfer's thumb all the way down to the knuckle. Sunday thumb day. He's facing a charge of mayhem, which is defined as malicious intent to maim or disfigure. He could face up to 20 years in prison. The guy who lost his thumb was treated at a hospital, but it is unknown if doctors were able to reattach that thumb. It's unknown. I mean, that seems like a, a thing you could find out. Does he still have it? Drop it, Kevin. No. Drop it. Kevin? Let go. Let go. Let go now. Well, everybody has been caught in this situation, speeding home because you've got a little rumbling in your gut, oh, yeah. and you need to get to the bathroom quick. You just ate a thumb. It's not agreeing with your... Right. Uh, it happened to 46-year-old Darren Blankenship in Paintsville, Kentucky. He was rushing home, and a police officer saw him speeding, tried to pull him over, but the guy kept driving. He He wouldn't stop. When he got out of the car, he did not listen to the officer telling him to get on the ground either. And he was explaining to the officer that he had to go. However, a couple problems with his explanation. One, he was hammered. And two, he had a loaded gun on him and matched the description of someone who had been firing a gun in the air earlier that night. <laughs> I mean, that's and the trifecta right there. And for the hat trick, he kicked one of the police officers. Still, with all that going on, he might not have been lying about why he was speeding because when police put him in the back of the cruiser, he pooped immediately. And then on the you way to jail, yourself. he you did it again. Yourself. Everybody going to do the dookie dance. He's facing several charges, including wanton endangerment, fleeing, Great driving under name. the, <laughs> driving under the influ influence, resisting arrest, and assaults. Uh, yeah. I mean, if that ever happened, though, if you got pulled over and the legitimate reason you were speeding was because you had to go, the the nightmare scenario would be to just be like, have to do it there and be like, yeah, this is why. And then the like, I have to, <laughs> fum, fum, fum. I have to, fum, 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 fum. guys, oh. I'm gonna have to write you a ticket anyways. <laughs> fum. Can I use that ticket? I need it. I need it now. 
<laughs> can you just give me? Can t- I have the ticket? Can I have a couple, Write me a couple tickets? extra tickets? Do you do you get away with that? No. I mean, no it, way. No, you. I mean, what probably you feel bad for you. What if you weren't breaking any laws? You well, were if you're just, speeding. Yeah. I mean, he might let you go because he just doesn't want to smell it. And be like, okay, you deal with that. Is there that. a fire somewhere? Yeah, in my <laughs> beehole. <laughs> well, dads, you gotta be you gotta be careful. You gotta watch it for things like this happening. A uh, 36 year old guy in India recently showed up at a hospital two days after suffering a penile fracture. It happened when his Great kid name. ran in the bedroom to wake him up and jumped on top of dad. Uh, problem was the dad had taken a Viagra the night before and it hadn't worn off. You know, the thing you do and, you know, you're reading your kids' bedtime stories. It uh, hadn't worn off. hadn't worn off. He should have consulted you, a doctor. You're supposed to go to the doctor. Right. Well, uh, despite the pain that he felt after his kid jumped on him, he did wait two days before heading to the doctor. They diagnosed him with, this is apparently a real technical term, at least in India, an eggplant deformity. <laughs> I maybe he invented the eggplant no, emoji. No, 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 no. That's not what it's called. Uh, that's There's what no they way. said. Penile fracture. Maybe when it maybe when it broke, it blew up because he waited two days. Oh. oh, well, maybe it just was all swollen. Or yeah, something. that's what I'm saying. Okay, this guy yeah. doesn't seem to do things in a timely fashion. <laughs> This is not a smart guy. He needed surgery to uh, repair his fractured penis, but he apparently has fully recovered. Eggplant deformity. Yep. Yep. That's That's a real thing? It sure is. See? Oh, don't click the images. You doubted me. Well, because it just- It did sound ridiculous. It sounded ridiculous, ridiculous, in, in all fairness. Do you have to wear a splint, or how do you do that? Well, they had to do surgery. On the guy. Here's the thing, though. When I looked and then it up, put it in a cast. There's a band called Eggplant Deformity. It came up on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I think they're doing Deutschtown next year. Oh God, their graphics. Oh my are, God. Oh, don't click on that. I did. Oh, oh. wow. Their record that... cover is unbelievable. Oh no, I'm on the actual. Uh... Oh my God. I'm on the actual <laughs> oh, medical. Wow. It does look like an eggplant. <laughs> Bill, do you want to see these? Yeah, I do. Ha! Ah, ah, I don't want to look at that this again. This is the equivalent of like, oh my God, this tastes awful. Here, try it. Yeah. Oh, oh dude. Oh, I mean, they got the coloring what? right with what eggplant. I don't, what am I even looking at? It looks like that guy's penis was taking colloidal silver. <laughs> Why does it, it turns into something else? Well, it's broken. I didn't know that that could happen. Yeah, see? I didn't know that that was a thing that could happen. It can. She broke my heart <laughs> and my eggplant. <laughs> wow, that is brutal. Uh, don't look that up, guys. Like don't look that up. No, you should definitely Batman look Batman armor. Not at work, though. Don't look that up, period. Just if you ever want to enjoy anything again. <laughs> Bob Dylan's foray into the whiskey business has prompted a legal battle. Kentucky bourbon manufacturer Heaven Hill Distillery has hit Heaven's Door Spirits, which is co-owned by Dylan with a trademark infringement lawsuit. I cannot believe Bob Dylan has a whiskey 
line and named it after one of his songs. Bill Hicks is spinning in his grave right now. In the lawsuit, which was filed Friday in the U.S. District Court in Louisville, Heaven Hill claims that it has used the trademark name for more than eight decades and that Heaven's Door, which launched in May, will create a likelihood of confusion with the older brand. Heaven Hill is seeking a temporary injunction to stop Heaven's Door from making distributing and marketing its whiskey until the lawsuit is over. Heaven's Door is a collaboration between Dylan and liquor mogul Mark Bashala. See, I only, heard of. I only drink eggplant deformity whiskey. <laughs> so it's probably good, but and I'm loyal. finally, Ringo Starr set to appear on the 100th episode of Dan Rather's Access TV show, The Big Interview with Dan Rather. Ringo will sit down with the legendary journalist for a one-on-one interview to air on October 2nd. In a sneak preview, Ringo talks about his all-star band, pro- proclaiming that he's a band guy. I'm not sure what that means, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, other, we know. Other musical guests coming I'm up in season six of the show. <laughs> Why are you saying such obvious things? Rod like Stewart, drumming. Leonard Skinner, Kansas, and Buddy Guy. Windy, cooler, shower possible today. Temperatures only going to be in the low 70s. It's 63 now at DBE. I'm a white kind of guy. Yeah, we know. Uh, his brother-in-law is Joe Walsh. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law is Joe Walsh kind of guy. His uh, Joe Walsh was on the most recent Mark Marin podcast. Highly recommend it. You want to check it out. Really cool stuff about his time at Kent State. I didn't realize he was there during that very tumultuous period. You know, the National Guard opened fire on students, and he was friends with two of them. Wow. Oh my God. Really? Yeah, pretty crazy. And he talked about what Kent State was like back then, and he described it as more of like what Austin, Texas, is now to what Austin is to the state of Texas, Kent was to the state of Ohio, and that was sort of wiped out after that incident. It's really illuminating interview. Good stuff there. Um, okay, rickety transition into our next guest, Dennis Guilfoyle, Guilfoyle joining us right now. He's the president and CEO of Junior Achievement. Hi, Dennis. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on this morning, guys. Uh, glad to have you on. First of all, tell everybody what Junior Achievement does. Well, you know, we're the region's oldest and largest youth development organization, started in 1939, and uh, today reach about 66,000 children with programs focused on workforce development, financial literacy, and uh, entrepreneurship. We do it with about 3,300 volunteers to go out to the schools or in after-school settings and deliver the programs and share their experiences with these young people. Uh, uh, Yeah, could you... Be specific, because I feel like sometimes that stuff doesn't, you know, people don't retain it. I like everyone to understand what great work you do. Sure. Well, you know, specifically, again, for example, we go out to elementary schools, and there'll be a JA day, and we'll have a company have you know, 20 volunteers that'll go out and teach uh, some of these lessons to, to kids, and just, and it's their hands-on. So, for example, second grade, we pretend we're going to make donuts. We open up a little donut shop, and so... Every student's an employee. They get, you know, stickers and crayons and cutouts. And so they form an assembly line, and they're making these donuts. And at the end of the activity, we, they get paid like they would if they were working for a real company. And then we talk about, well, then there's taxes. And so everybody has got to contribute to the community and make sure the, the streets gets, get paved and the garbage gets picked up, yada, yada, yada. So that happens throughout western Pennsylvania on a daily basis during the school year. Are there actual um, donuts involved, and what happens to them? Well, Mike, if you were there, there would be, I'm guessing. But, but yeah, we can bring them in if you'd like. But uh, a lot of this stuff is simulated. But it's experiential. It's hands-on. And, you know, leaving, teaching these lessons is simply the, the connecting kids to what the, the skills and things that are needed in the workplaces today 
you know, we talk about the trades. There's such there's such a short supply that those folks, and so we're doing a lot to try to be timely and relevant and authentic with the, the schools and giving kids an opportunity to explore a lot of things that uh, they normally would not get in their traditional classroom. Okay, well, that's all great stuff, and and part of making that uh, happen is your annual fundraiser, which is one of the coolest things that happens in Pittsburgh every year, the Golden Ticket promotion here. Tell us about what uh, the Golden Ticket entails. Yeah, this is the ninth year that we've done it for the summer. Um, Again, just imagine one person is going to win this thing, so uh, it's two tickets, um, and these are seats that we pick. They're not like nosebleeds, and we don't... They're 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 prime seating for all every practically every team in every game. So we start with the Steelers. So you get a full set of season tickets for this season. Uh, the Penguins. That's what forty some games. Uh, the Pirates. You know, it's an eighty games home game, eighty two games or whatever home schedule. Then you have all your collegiate sports. So we go pit football and basketball. We have Penn State football. We even have a parking pass. Um, we have all of Robert Morris, like both the men's and women's. Basketball and hockey. We have Duquesne uh, University basketball, the Riverhounds soccer, and also the Washington Wild Things. So, when you ratchet all that up and tally it, it's about about two hundred games. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so it is quite the jackpot. And one person uh, wins this. Um, you know, you buy a ticket from us, you get four chances to win. It's tied to the uh, the Big Four seven p.m. drawing on August the thirtieth. So all you have to do is tune in and see what happens with that, whether you win or not. So. We're still selling tickets. We've got about one week, eight days to go. Um, the tickets are $50 a piece, but we're really selling them out. They're, it's amazing the amount of momentum that we get with this thing every year. Because you've got to figure the prize is worth about twelve grand. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and you know, we know from the past people that, that might want be a little light. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, some of those Steelers uh, tickets alone, you know, depending on what happens. Well, if I'm not allowed to win anything, but if I if I did, I just take the Pitt Penn State game. What do you think that would go on the market? But, right. but what, what would I know? I wouldn't do that kind of thing. No, <laughs> no, no. That's beneath but, you. Uh, right. you. That is to say, you'd have someone beneath you do it for you. Steelers, <laughs> Penguins, Pirates, Riverhounds, Wild Things, Penn State football, Pitt football. Men, Pitt's men's basketball, Duquesne men and women's basketball, and Bobby Moe, full season of home games for football and tremendous. men's basketball and hockey. This is a tremendous yeah. prize, and people can register and uh, get their raffle ticket where? They can go to jawesternpa.org, or if they want to text, they can text the, the uh, GTR, the initials GTR, to 50155. Awesome. And you can go right there and get it. We'll mail you your stub. Uh, we're going to have an event next Thursday when we do the uh, – you'll get invited if you want to come uh, at 7 o'clock on the 30th, and we'll see who wins. Dennis Gilfoyle, president and CEO of Junior Achievement. Once again, www.jawesternpa.org. Get your golden ticket raffle uh, ticket right now uh, and uh, you know while they're still there. Dennis. Thanks, guys. Thanks so hey, much. Love DVE. Go. Back at you, buddy. Thanks so much. <laughs> DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on DVE. Mike. Steelers wide receiver Trey Griffey has been turning some heads in the the preseason. He's not a guy that uh, came in with a whole lot of fanfare other than his tremendous family history. The grandson of the great Ken Griffey and the son of the just as great Ken Griffey Jr. But uh, those guys were baseball players. Trey Griffey's trying to become a football player, and uh, one of the ways he's been trying to get that accomplished is by paying attention. 
Just trying to get better every day. That's the biggest thing. I mean, just learning from the vets, you know, learning from, you know, you have Justin Hunter, you have Haber Bay, you have AB. I mean, you have a ton of vets as far as, you know, just on the offensive side. I mean, you got you got Ben at quarterback. I mean, you just, you know, you, you don't see a quarterback, you know, just do the things that he does. And it's, you know, just to, you know, pick his brain, just, you know, see what he wants for stuff. And, you know, just learning from him, just as far as when he tells a receiver to do something, he's telling all the receivers because you can be at that position at any time. So, you know, just learning from him, you know, as far as with AB with his releases, how quick he is, hands, how physical he plays, just everything about him, you know, as his, you know, as his, uh, the, the top receiver. I mean, you look at it, I mean, just the way that he plays, you know, he, he's, he's definitely made a case for the top receiver in, in the NFL. Two things that struck me about that. Number one, when he's talking about Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, he sounds almost starstruck, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be. Which you would expect he would be the last guy to be impressed by somebody. Yeah, he's been around some superstars probably growing yeah. up. But the other thing he pointed out, listen to Ben. When he's talking to another receiver, he might just as well be talking to you because they're all supposed to be interchangeable and play the different positions. I wonder if Ben has actually said anything directly to Trey Griffey. We heard from him, Roethlisberger, today saying he wants to take more looks at him. He wants to work with him a little mm-hmm. more because he's he's doing better. But I wonder if he actually, you know, does he put his arm around Trey Griffey the way he does James Washington, or does Trey Griffey just kind of have to pick this stuff up secondhand, so to speak? Uh, I could almost envision it where he would spend more time with somebody like Trey Griffey and be harder on James Washington. Because of the relative difference in pedigree and perceived status. Yes. That's not, yep. that's not a bad point. Uh, Trey Griffey's also uh, gleaning what he can from working against the defenders. You have Joe Hayden over on the other side. You have Artie Burns. You know, you just you have two corners who, who, who are really good. I mean, Artie's long arms can play as fast, physical. Joe, physical, as athletic as can be. So, you know, just learn from them, trying to pick up things, you know, just... You know, trying to uh, you know add some things to 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 what you do, as far as you know, asking them questions. You know, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And just learning from them. They've been uh, taking it very easy with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that uh, there's two advantages to that. It preserves those guys, and it gives guys such as Trey Griffey opportunity to take reps they wouldn't otherwise get. Um, you got Brown, Smith-Schuster. Washington, you can write them in, right? There's yep. there's three of your wide receivers. Who's at the position after that? Does Darius Hayward Bay have his usual spot locked up because of his special teams prowess? Probably. Then what? One or two more after that? Justin Hunter, maybe. It's been a guy who's just been hanging around for a few years. Yeah. Tantalizes with his physical skill set and hasn't really broken through and uh, really established himself anywhere. They have a lot of candidates, uh, a lot of talent at wide receiver. It's going to be uh, interesting what to see. What about Patterson? He, that guy intrigues me. He has had his moments. Practice squad at best, though, right? I would think at this point, yeah. But, hey, a lot of guys started on the practice squad. Uh, Pirates got beat again by the Braves. It was 6-1 last night. At least they didn't lose one to nothing. Trevor Williams will try to salvage... One game of the three. Tonight it'll be his 25th start of the season. His last start was a one nothing loss to Cole Hamels and the Cubs on Friday night. Here's how it's been going for the Pirates. Trevor Williams has a 0.87 ERA in five starts since the All-Star break. He's 3-2. and two. 
got a 0. 0.87 ERA in five starts yeah, since the All Star break. That's a shame. He's gone three and two. Don't remember how to hit someday. I hope I'm there for it. <laughs> That's sports. Mike Prasuda with your sports. Tim Benz will join us. 9.45, taking the place of Mark Madden. So we're going to ask him to only answer as Mark Madden would. Why would you do that? What are you talking about? He'll have to extol the virtues of following UFO around the country. Stuff like that. Bush, come down. DBE. It's the DV Morning Show. Randy Bauman, Bill Crawford, Val Porter, Mike Pursuta. Joining us uh, in the stead of Mark Madden is Tim Benz. And Benz, I'd like you to uh, answer all questions as if you are Mark Madden. And that's easy. You, you don't have to imitate him. Just in your voice, give me Mark Madden answers. Understood. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with the Pittsburgh Pirate offense. I don't know, but Barry Bonds' number should be retired, and Mario Lemieux has never done anything wrong in his life, and I thought White I Snake was you. outstanding in Atlantic City. Yeah, but that was... I was just... <laughs> that had nothing to do... <laughs> it's all Josh Harrison's fault, and Hurdle should be managing them better, and he should be fired immediately. Okay, well... Yeah, uh, not a big fan of Hurdle. What, uh, what do you expect from the... Steelers wide receiving core this year. I expect that Antonio Brown will pop off and be a jackass like he always is. <laughs> and I expect that Juju Smith-Schuster will post something about it on Instagram far too quickly and elevate himself into far too high of a status that he hasn't attained yet. <laughs> but he is lit. But he's lit. So lit. That's what's important. <laughs> What's the projection for Liverpool this year? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is, it's probably going to wind up in a tie. That's all I know about soccer. If they lose, it's Clint Hurdle's fault. Right, exactly. Uh, For real, the Buccos seem to have squandered a potential resurgence of fan uh, involvement here because with last night's... When you get the pitcher on on the mound, he gets the batter's box and screws himself to the ground by swinging and missing. That's sort of the... uh, you know, like like the ex- exclamation point got limp on you. You know yeah, what I mean? It just yeah. faded away. That was it. Flaccid <laughs> 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 exclamation yeah. point. Not much to exclaim there. They need some Triagra. Am I right, guys? That's why they benched Marque. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad for that guy in India who had the Viagra problem with the kid jumping on his... Well, you should have yeah. gone to the doctors, you know. Look up L- eggplant deformity. No, don't look up no, eggplant no. deformity. It no. sounded like you just infected the entire network here at the iHeartRadio yeah. Empire. But you don't want to look that up. Uh, now, did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I did. Yeah. Uh, why do people every year... Now, we have been guilty of this in the past, but the story that, that Sports Illustrated has right now about the unbelievable amount of money going on the Browns to win not only the division... Not only the conference, but to win the Super Bowl, people are taking long shots. They're seven or seventy five hundred plus right. seventy five hundred. So you bet a hundred bucks, you win seventy five hundred. Why? Uh, it's editing. You know this, Mike. This is just guys trying to play the margin lines, right? This is the stock market game of gambling. 
Even st- I'm with you. I still wouldn't risk know. my money on him. But I think there's some nut jobs that like watch this and think- they watch watch Hard Knocks yeah. and think that Hughes on to something. Yes, I loved everything you said about the guy with the big gut, Bill. Oh yeah, Bob Wiley, the offensive lineman. Yeah. You know his stomach looks like. The pirate parrot. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He moves yeah. his stomach like the pirate parrot. He does. It's, it's independent of the rest of his body. It's amazing. Yeah. He's got a hula hoop in there. Yeah, he might lift it up and a, and a kid's going to pop out and start shooting a t-shirt gun up into the crowd. Like when he does that hut gut thing you were talking about, it's sort of like when the pirate parrot sneaks up on a little kid in the front row and hits him with his belly. It's exactly the same. But tell me there's not a little part of you that doesn't watch all of this and think, Todd Haley's got them turned around on offense because they couldn't be any worse. Hugh Jackson. That's Toad Haley to you, by the way. Toad Haley. Despite Hugh Jackson being possibly the worst head coach that they've ever profiled on Hard Knocks, (laughs) Todd Haley's going to get them turned around on offense. With our defense being as questionable as they are right now, doesn't it scare you a little bit that they might be able to come in in week yes, one? Yes, absolutely. And Todd Haley, knowing what he knows, go, all right, here's where they're weak. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, he's got Njoku going a little bit at the tight end. Yep. Looks like all three backs have got, a role there. some players. Offensive line was really good. Well, that was against Buffalo, but the offensive line looked good. Uh, I was reading Andy Benoit from SI, and he predicted that the Steelers would go to the Super Bowl against the Falcons, and part of his rationale was the Steelers have a defense that's in its prime. Prime? What, what prime is he Yikes. talking about? Prime? Yeah, I think that... It, it, hey, Neil Kulong was on with me yesterday from Steelers Wire. He said if he was a better quarterback than Deshaun Kaiser last year, they lose that opener. Uh, clearly. Right. They lose that opener to the Browns. No question. And it, I think Baker Mayfield right now is better than Deshaun Kaiser was, don't you, Mike? But Tyrod Taylor's yeah, going to start. Gonna be Tyrod. Well, he's Tyler. way better. He won't make mistakes like Deshaun did. He won't run into seven sacks like Deshaun did. Right. right. Although he has turned it over against the Steelers in the past. And everybody else. Tyrod? Well, no, no, no. Usually he does not. Tyrod does not. No, I'm thinking of Fitzpatrick for some reason. Fitzpatrick, yeah. He'll he'll throw interceptions all over the yard. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about that. And the Baker Mayfield situational aspect, all of a sudden bring him in uh, with a short field or something like that. You never know what Todd Haley might be dialing up there. With his shirt off, you don't know. He could bring a tiger onto the field. I said that that picture of Baker Mayfield that he did for some reason with a tiger where yeah. he's shirtless in front of a Rolls Royce. His underwear. That's his underwear? Yeah, it's an underwear commercial. That's what that is? Yeah, he's got like lion underwear or something like that. I mean, that would fit if he played for the Bengals. We can never make fun of the blue suit that Ben wore on episode his first episode of uh, The Letterman Show. Do you remember his oh, first episode? Yeah, how about this? They've wiped it from the internet. I was looking for it yesterday. They got rid of it? Yeah. You cannot find that blue suit. Ben, what's <laughs> up with that? I know there's a picture of that blue suit you wore on Letterman. Yeah, the internet scrubbed. Now, I'm pretty sure that Baker Mayfield thing you're talking about was for, like, he he did an underwear line. He has his own underwear yeah, line PSD now. or something? I, I know what's called. I'm not going to get him, but. I got PTSD from just looking at How it. about Hugh Jackson thinking it was a good idea that Brad Paisley was at practice and he should give the guys a pep talk? And all he wanted to do was go into Baker's trailer with him. Right. It got weird at the end yeah, there, didn't weird. it? The whole thing was weird. He's like, here's his pep talk. He was like, hey, guys, I've been a big fan for a long time. <laughs> About 20 minutes ago. So if uh, get out there and win it for 12-year-old me, I'd appreciate it. Okay. Good luck. 
I didn't notice much of a motivational connection with the wide receiver and defensive backs room, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I think that was Maybe a couple of the offensive linemen. A couple. Maybe with with Carl. What was worse, that or Stephen A. Smith talking to Syracuse? Oh, my God. What a humiliation that was. Ah. Stephen A. Smith giving the Syracuse what football team a pep talk. You couldn't yeah. win one game? Oh, was it bad? People said it was really good, though. Well, I mean, if you're into motivational speeches from phony talk show hosts, then yeah. I, I think he needs to understand that he's a talk show host and not a motivational speaker, and I think he wants to be more of a motivational speaker than a talk show host sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, be the- great if Ray Lewis did it. It's all about numbers, y'all. Oh, I take Ray Lewis. 11, 15, 75. Win this game, we're going to kill you. Exactly. We need a middle linebacker. He's got to have some eligibility left. Uh, is Madden doing his show today? No, I'm doing Madden's show. You That's are. Why I'm all right, what are you yeah. talking about? Uh, well, hopefully we'll have Andy Benoit on to talk about whatever he meant by having a defense in its prime and how he thinks they're going to beat the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game and get to the Super Bowl. He predicted Falcons over the Steelers in the Super Bowl 27-24. to and my first thought was, if it's Falcons versus Steelers in the so Super the Bowl, score it'll be 27-24 before the Puppy Bowl right. starts. <laughs> 27-24 with those two teams. We'll you be watching me? Liverpool while you do the Madden show today. Is there a Liverpool game? How often do they play? Like, the EPL? Is no it like idea. Once a week? Twice a week? How? When Madden's on, it seems like they play every day. It's well, like there baseball. Are, there are tournaments and Cups and... Between yeah. Premier League games. Cups. I'm just going to put the music channel on and, you know, whenever Motley Crue comes on or White Snake, I'll just <laughs> turn up the TV real loud and turn on the extra microphones. That's all you really need to do. Yeah. Uh, Tim Benz filling in for Mark Madden today on our brother station, 105.9 The X. Thanks to uh, Tim for stopping by. Also, thanks to Dennis Guilfoyle, president and CEO of Junior Achievement. Uh, the golden ticket raffle going on through the end of the month. Get yours at jawesternpa.org. And did I get that right? Yes, you did. Yes. And then what uh, was the other one? GTR something. I don't know. You can text. Uh, <laughs> I got it over here. Oh, it's it's on a piece of paper there. Uh, text GTR to five zero one five five. Get your tickets for that once in a lifetime opportunity. Once again, the golden ticket gets you season tickets to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Pittsburgh River Hands, Washington Wild Things. Penn State football, Pitt Panthers football, Pitt men's basketball, Duquesne men and women's basketball, Robert Morris University's full season of home games for football and men's basketball and hockey. Pretty good. I feel like you could have just kept going and just started making stuff up. Mount Lebanon's rec team. (laughs) Yeah. And don't forget about the Steelers pregame show starting bright and early. Noon on Saturday. That's right. They're back. Tennessee. The Steelers taking on the Titans at home. They uh, they return to Heinz Field this Saturday for the 4 o'clock kickoff. And all of the action starts at noon with Tim Benz. Where Ben Roethlisberger will be a quarterback and nothing that goes wrong will be his fault. And then at 2 o'clock, <laughs> Mike Pursuta. It's going to be a shocking experience for James Washington and Terrell Edmonds. And then... The triumvirate of Steeler Broadcasting, Bill Hillgrove. Hey, there's people in the stands and the other team's trying. Tun Chilkin <laughs> and Craig Wolfley. What do I do now? <laughs> Where's Avante Maddox? That's it. See you tomorrow. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.